am here to help you grow, Don Ferlazzo. And I'm your fashion-stunning source, Caitlin Kay. And this is Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jingle. Jingle. We're back. We're back. And this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into the fascinating world of local uh, TV and radio jingles. And this week is no exception. Never is. After all this time off, Caitlin, I wondered if we might make an exception. This is not that day. We're not making an exception, but we are making history because we have a very special jingle. But before we get into that special jingle, mm -hmm. I think we owe it to our fans, you know, optional yeah. S, it's in the parentheses, um, to tell people what we've been up to because we have not recorded since mid to late August when we did our live show at Indian Ladder Farms. What the heck happened to us? We needed some time to recover from the uh, excitement and majesty of a live show. That was a really high stress environment there. And it wasn't the environment. It was just like the, the circumstances surrounding it. The fact that we were sharing one microphone with multiple guests and us in the show. It was like kind of like rainy and like threatening to get worse. There were children about. There My, were bees. There were a lot of bees. There were a lot of bees. The Indian Ladder Farms folk were very, very chill. Uh, we were not so chill. Well, yeah, we were all like sweaty and worried because nothing was working. So we learned our lesson. Like I, we were operating on a, a Mac, an iMac 27 incher from 2011 because I remember I bought that iMac uh, to to start a business. I was doing wedding videos on the side. And that was the one that we've used for every single episode of this until today. Today, we've got a much more modern Mac that I uh, grabbed from home and brought into the office. Mm -hmm. And look at this. We're recording. We got two mics. It's like we're back in our element. We have a new studio. We do have a new studio. A new studio. podcasting studio. This one doesn't smell like um like somebody's living near it in the middle of the night, like cooking uh, sustenance. No, it doesn't sound like... Uh, more people than legally allowed <laughs> living in an office space <laughs> at midnight. Yeah, the old the old space. So the reason why we have a new studio is because I changed my office space uh, very recently for my business. Can I say my business name or, or do I have to pay us to say it? I mean, I'd like it if you paid us to say it, but... In a way, I pay uh, you with like my presence, so... It's your getting paid in exposure yes i am so so my business for assurance uh auto home uh commercial and business and all other sorts of insurances for the capital region uh for assurance agency um we just moved last week and uh, so now we're in our new space but we had to say goodbye to our, our neighbors who definitely lived next door uh when the business was closed we wish them the best they seem like very nice people thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers <laughs> We'll um, miss you. <laughs> we will miss them. We could always go back and visit them. They're probably open right now. And yes, we are recording late at night, um, as we always do. As but um, but do. they're probably very busy. This is probably their busy time. It's right before the holidays. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I meant. <laughs> People are stressed and they need the services that they provided They uh, <laughs> to alleviate the stress. If you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, go back and listen to pretty much any of the last five episodes where we just like we continuously go on tangents as we hear like screaming or <laughs> or smell interesting things that confirm our suspicions that people live there um, uh, if you or your loved ones are are in danger or feel unsafe please call one of the many uh providers and outreach organizations in the area 
Indeed. But so we're out of the old space. We're in the new space. Mm -hmm. It's awesome to be back after these many, many months. Um, but we're not here for long because this, Caitlin, is our season finale. Season two almost wrapped up. It's one for the books. It is. And uh, we have we have something special. Yeah, we Hi. obviously if you listen to the end of our uh, of our prior episode, which was the live show at Indian Ladder Farms, uh, we told you what we were doing. We have found our white whale. Uh, rather, it came to us. But bottom line is, we have it, and we're ready to talk about it. It is what is it? It is the Times Union jingle. We're your source. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this one. Now, this is special to me for a number of reasons. One, I remember it very fondly growing up. It came out um, in the early '90s, and so I was like nine, ten, eleven years old. You know, when I was hearing it on the regular. So that's a fun time in my life. I enjoyed that. But also, um, Caitlin. You and I come from a newspaper background, and this is a jingle about not just a newspaper, but the newspaper, the the big local one here in the Albany area, Albany, New York. The newspaper, yes. This jingle came out in 1992, and what I guess we don't know is when it stopped running, but uh, it was Don't very, give it away, girlfriend. We got... It was very well known right, for we a while. Go. Okay, all right. I, I will not give it away. The gun. All right. Um, but we may have to cut this, but will we tell our audience some of the backstory that happened in regards to what happened to us as we looked for this jingle and what we may propose to our audience as a result of that not working out. So it sounds like we went through something very traumatic when you phrase it this <laughs> it way. It was kind of traumatic. It's very traumatic for you, for sure. I could, t I could tell hopes were, were built were up and then suddenly dashed or crushed. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to tell the whole tale, but I'll, I'll let's save that for the latter part of the podcast. So you got to listen to the whole thing, folks. No more jumping around. Don't hit that 30 second skip ahead button because you might all our ads. You, you can skip all our ads. Like the time I mentioned for insurance agency mm -hmm. in Clifton Park That's for all your auto home. Oh, you are insurance. That's four, right. Like the number four, but spelled out insurance. Thank you for knowing that, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. Um, no, so we'll get to that, but I, I think we need to start at the very beginning where, where Caitlin, you and I met while working for the New York News Publishers Association, then called the New York Newspaper Publishers Association. 2008. It was before that. No, it wasn't, because I remember it was right before I was to be married, and I'm pretty and sure I was married in May of 2008. So it would have been like, it would have been May of 2008, because a few weeks later, a couple weeks later, I went, got married, and went on my honeymoon. Hmm. Well, that means I was married in August of 2008. Which you also knew. <laughs> Which I definitely <laughs> knew because I love love. Um, <laughs> and and dates are important to you. Dates are very important <laughs> to me. Well, you know, I remember that it's all marked our, our 23rd anniversary of togetherness, but I cannot ever for the life of me remember. Wait, I, it's our 23rd anniversary of togetherness? Oh, you and you and your spouse. Yeah, not. Oh, I thought, I'm just like, Caitlin, that doesn't add up. 2008 I mean, plus uh, 23 does not equal 2023. <laughs> You're, I suppose, a close second, but yes. eight years prior. Uh, I, thought you, I thought you were talking about our togetherness, like as if we had some sort no, of anniversary to celebrate. <laughs> Why don't you ever remember? <laughs> I know. Every year, two it weeks before by. my wedding, I'm just like, why doesn't Caitlin call me? Um, so we used to work at the New York Newspaper Publishers Association, which had since, be has since been renamed the New York News Publishers Association. Obviously, they do more than paper. Um, but that's where we met and we became fast friends or, or friends over mm -hmm. um, a decent amount of time. And um, that's where we, one of the places where we 
kind of connected and, and realized that we enjoyed jingles and advertising in general, right? Yeah, we were fast friends because we were the only two people we had to talk to at that particular job. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we had other coworkers and we, we had, had and we had a boss, coworkers. but we were of the same age or, or darn close to it, so that helped. Same age, same schedule. Uh, sometimes it was quiet there, and uh, we had to amuse ourselves somehow. Absolutely, we did, and you know, I mean, we would watch the YouTubes, you know, to to go down memory lane for things. We would sing jingles to each other, make up jingles as you are prone to do. As I'm prone to do, we ate a lot of uh, takeout. Well, we used to go. (laughs) We would call it a fun lunch, right? We'd call it a fun lunch, and then our our boss would just be like, "I feel like Thai," so that meant like everybody would get Thai. It was great. And I would, like, shamelessly order, like, a meal and a half. <laughs> we brought like, cats and dogs into that office. That's true. Oh, yes, it's true. We did bring our, our animals in there. Um, but we would go on fun lunches where – what was the name of the, the Indian restaurant at the corner of Lark and Madison? It was, like, Tandoor Palace. <gasps> Tandoor Palace, I guess. Oh, am I saying it wrong? It's Palace in the Indian language? Okay, good. I'm glad we clarified that. Um, but we would go there, and that's where I fell in love with uh, chicken masala, mm-hmm. marsala. Wait, Tender no. palache in your fache. No, no, help me out. What's it, what's it actually called? Tikka masala. Tikka masala. Chicken tikka masala. Now, I've since become or gone vegan, so I don't eat chicken, and the tikka masala often has heavy cream in it, so I can't have that anymore. But it doesn't matter because they knock that place the hell down. It's gone. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it was for the best. But we would go on these fun lunches. We would just have a good time, and um, and I'm sure – Many of them involved us talking about jingles. So all these years later, when we reunited during the pandemic to create the show, uh, not that we weren't friends, you know, in the meantime, but when we actually got together in a professional setting, as if you want to call this professional, um, it was very special for us. So to go back now and talk about the jingle for one of the newspapers that was in our association's membership um, and the very newspaper who has or that has um, featured our show, you know, with front page news and also you know, done a little digging to uh, do their own stories about their own jingles. This is special for me. So I'm excited and I'm so super pumped that it is our, our season finale. This is cool. Yeah, it was one of the first jingles when we were putting a list of jingles together that we wanted to do, uh, but had a hard time finding for a long time. Well, let's get into that story before you get into the history. So okay. the story of trying to find this jingle was uh, we pitched it. We both remembered it, mm-hmm. which is not always the case uh, when, when we're pitching jingles to each other. Um, and you know, feverishly Googling, going on YouTube, it's not working. Um, but we have a lot of contacts from our time working at the newspaper association uh, in the Times Union's world. So I'm reaching out to their now former communications director, um, people who work in the advertising room, you know, like in the marketing team right now. I'm reaching out to them. We're asking everybody to get us this jingle, and then later. Rose Schneider, the reporter who wrote the story, um, the feature on our podcast, we we get her on the case and she can't even find it. So what 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 are what are we to do but to just move on and just recognize that this is not to be found? Very sad. And it was very sad for about six months. At least. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. I mean, I don't remember when the original article from the Time Junior ran about us. Okay, so that was in January of mm-hmm. this year? Yes. Okay. And then, so it was actually three months later, because I was checking back in my email. All of a sudden, welcome to the jingle pod at gmail.com gets an email from Rose Schneider, and she's like, Don, 
we found the jingle. I'm going to send them to you. And I'm like, what do you mean send them to me? And she's like, we've got multiple versions of this um, and also a bunch of TV spots. But she got them all from uh, the then Times Union director, Bob Provost, mm-hmm. which is a name I remember from the newspaper association days. I think he had maybe retired or moved on um, either early in my stint there or or uh, maybe just before. But it was a name I knew, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. And he was the ad director at the time. And he just had them on his computer. So he actually emailed them to us. And we've been sitting on these jingles since early March, even though we really wanted to do a show about it. So kudos to us for, for keeping this uh, spoiler uh, a bit of a secret. Kudos to us. We were, uh, Rose Schneider was writing another article about the discovery of the jingle. And we wanted to wait. Yes, that's why until we did Until that it. came out before we did our... Uh, our show out of uh, professional courtesy you know what we almost should have done a story or done the jingle the jingle the podcast episode first because then they could have heavily referenced our podcast episode but we were um cited quite often in the article Mm -hmm. which uh ran in july i want to say um so you know we got a little more exposure and and thank you again to rose schneider for being a, a real advocate for the podcasters uh in this room um but yeah, so it, it came back to us and we said, all right, we're going to wait for that. But then it was July and we said, hey, we're about to do the, the live show in Indian Liner Farms. Got to do that first. And so we said, OK, we're going to make this the season finale and it will happen shortly after the, the which would have been July um, podcast uh, live episode episode. But it, if you recall, somebody in this room got COVID and we had to push that out another couple of weeks or a few mm-hmm. weeks. So that show didn't end up airing until August. And then what happened? Why did we just stop? Do you remember? Is there a good reason why we just haven't been podcasting? We've, we've seen each other a handful of times, right? Yeah, we have. Uh, well, we kept throwing out dates out there about like, when can you do it? When can you do it? And then we had a date and then something happened and we had to reschedule. Mm. Oh, and that's then right. we were going to do now. it and then we're like, uh, how about not? We'll do it again. It just kept getting like pushed down the road. As it does. It and does. Like school started probably for your child, children's. Yep, that's true. Yep, my my our oldest is uh, in first grade. Almost said second, but definitely first. Um, and everything just slows things down. You mentioned we used to bring pets to uh, to the office at one point in September. My beloved dog Butters, or our family dog Butters, passed away at the age of fifteen. And that was sudden and very traumatic for me as a uh, one-time dog owner. That was the only time. Perhaps we'll be another dog owner again. I don't know. You, I mean, you lost a, a beloved dog a couple of years ago. And it was a while ago now. How, how long ago was maybe the dog oh, uh, sent over the, the Rainbow Bridge? Maybe the dog went to the Rainbow Bridge in 2018. That long ago? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was a really long time ago yeah. now. Well, Butters and maybe were somehow friends, um, even though Butters isn't really friends with anybody or wasn't, um, except for people in my family. Maybe was the, yeah, we used to take them for walks because maybe was like a calming influence. <laughs> she was Butters. the most calm dog in the world, a, a, a beautiful, calm, serene greyhound. Yes, yeah, so maybe was a, a daddy's girl and... Uh, I don't know if we're ready to love again. That's how I'm feeling. You know, I mean, this is granted, this is only like two months at this point, mm-hmm. but like, I don't feel like I'll ever be ready to love again. <laughs> we also have a rabbit and I, 
we're not the rabbit is like 10 and we don't want to upset the apple cart and get a dog and disrupt the rabbit's twilight years when she just gets to hop around and rule the roost and be free range mm-hmm. i would like to love again it would be fun to love again i yeah i uh a lot of people like love they've been talking about it i love Have love you heard about I this said. love Sometimes on Sundays, uh, when I often feel depressed, because Sundays, I will uh, look at Pet Finder and just say I'm, I'm just going to look and make myself way sadder. That's That sounds awful, because now you're looking at animals and you're like, wow, I could really make a positive difference in this. Yeah, like- I'm picking wounds. I'm picking wounds to make myself hurt, sure. looking at all these dogs and then i like i save them in new tabs and i'm like come look at these dogs that i found just like look at them just look at these dogs i bet he doesn't look at all does he does he even humor you he he humors me but okay here's my my secret fantasy oh that, hey yo. um that he sees one of these dogs and he's like oh my god this is this is the dog let's adopt this dog right now <laughs> like hit that button it, Click, clickety click. Yeah. In Christmas story when he's like, A plus, plus, plus. I'm like, Ryan, just look at these dogs. And he's like, oh my God, that's the dog. That's Let's adopt this dog. And I'm like, okay, let's adopt this dog right now. I'm just, and we just go and we get the dog and that's my... I'm just picturing Ryan in the dress that the that the teacher in A Christmas Story is wearing when she... In that hat. fantasy with the big hat where she's drawing pluses all like past the chalkboard and onto the wall and stuff and ryan's just he's clicking gleefully on a mouse like adopt 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 pretty much (laughs) and then i I told him once like sometimes i think about what if i came home and you adopted a dog as a surprise for me oh my gosh hint dropper (laughs) and he's like but i wouldn't do that i'm like but what if you did and i often think about how like excited i'd be if i came home and you just like adopted a dog as a surprise for me sounds like you might be ready to love i i am ready to love but you want it to be thrust upon you you don't want to ask for love although it sounds like you're hinting heavily at i want him to want love love. i don't want to be the driver of the dog Mm. i want to be a mutual decision and the the rabbit has to finish her her days out so i guess in this in this fantasy, your <clears throat> pardon me, your order of operations is, oh my God, we came home and the rabbit's dead. And then Ryan's like, it's no problem. Look what I have. And then he hands you the dog with like a big red bow around its neck. And then he just like, he like sweeps away the corpse of your rabbit. So like you never have to think about the sadness. But I also want more rabbits. I don't know. I just, I have love to give and I need some more animals. <laughs> <laughs> but you've just admitted that one animal has to kick the bucket before the next animal can move in. Well, then I'm kind of like... Do so we... you're rooting for the death of your rabbit is what I'm hearing. No. How does that make you I feel? Want, <laughs> I want more I want more animals. That That's the short answer. If it's more rabbits or like another dog. You're like the St. Francis of uh, Albany, New York. You Pretty just love is. animals. Or maybe you're the Noah and your house could be the Ark in this scenario. That's kind of Old Testamenty, right? I guess so. You like I that had, Old Testament? Want to hear another fantasy? This was a long time ago where I thought that when I I would quit my job and be a pet sitter because we've had pet sitters that we feel we pay exorbitant amounts of money to do basically at Ex- all. Just exist, yeah. Yeah, just to like sign of life. I'm like, wouldn't that be great? And like there's a lot of uh, frankly rich houses around in my neighborhood and I could be a pet sitter and just be sort of a neighborhood pet sitter and I would call my business um, 
Assisi pet care. Like Francis of Assisi? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, which, if you My know, mom's ears just perked up. She's like, who's talking about religion? <laughs> uh, which is 100% not me, but I, like, I thought it would be a nice connotation. And then, like, if a client was a... Uh, Whatever that like religious, Catholic? okay, Catholic, yeah, uh, Franciscan, even who the denomination that enjoys Francis of Assisi, that that's, they would that's the same for uh, the secular Franciscans that they would make that connection and be like, Oh, I'll pick this one. You would have to wear like a St. Francis style brown robe with a rope around the waist and perhaps have that that haircut where the it's tonsure. A, would it ha- describe it to me because I don't know what that means. It's the monk's t- where you just like shave the middle. Yes. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. I didn't know how to word. Yeah, it's not a word. I was thinking of like like a bun cake, like half of a bun cake. Bunt cake. Is that right? Bunt cake. It's like the hair border. The hair border. Okay. Yeah. So the you could do belt. that. You could pull that off. But anyway, still keep your length. Keep your length. And just the top. Yeah. Just the top. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be a great logo. Uh, you could. And, but how would the jingle go for... Caitlin of Assisi. Assisi rhymes with so much. Give me an example of something that rhymes with Assisi right now. Feces. Okay, that's one thing. Well, like, pick up your dog's feces. Yeah. It's Caitlin of Assisi. Um, Assisi pet care. Um, we don't mind the cat hair. Oh, no, I wanted you to keep rhyming with Assisi. Uh, the, like, Assisi's will get the pieces of the feces. <laughs> Like pay me and Reese's pieces. Pay me and Reese's. I don't know. There's. Got, it felt like there should be more that rhymed with the CC. Like, let's watch movies with John Cleese. <laughs> you're, you're trying. You're going I'm through trying. the alphabet. You're I re- guess the CC pet care would rhyme with more. Yeah, care definitely. So, all right, good. Well, I'm glad that we know your your career game plan Many of my and also your fa- your fantasies. And I know Ryan listens to this podcast, so now the cat's out of the bag. He knows them. Oh, so he knows the fantasies. So, he knows all so the you tell fantasies. him the fantasy, and then do you also say, and I'm telling you this because I'm hoping you'll really do it because if 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 it hasn't been spelled out for him yet, it has now. Yeah, I wanted to give him permission that like. If he did it, if he just brought a dog, I wouldn't be mad. Okay. I'd all be right. glad. I'd be glad. It'd be the opposite of mad. Um, all right, good. Well, wow, we've spent 22 minutes mm. and some 30-some seconds. Uh, but I want you to love again, too. Yeah, I, I want know. this for Listen, you. Again, I, I want to say this. Like My dog Butters was, was a complicated dog. He was a rescue dog, and he really loved my immediate family, meaning me and the wife and kids and even my in-laws. And then, like, that was the end of the list. So, you know, it was, it was, a, we loved him and he gave us a ton of love, but it was a very, you know, challenging situation because there were others around, or we would like to have had others around that basically couldn't come around when he was there. So, you know, we, because that went on for as long as it did, we're also very exhausted. And we recognize mm-hmm. that, you know, the next um, furry companion probably, God willing, won't come with that complication. But, um, but we also miss Butters, and you know, to the point where like, we, we don't want to replace them in, in any amount of uh, near future. <clears throat> Never replace Butters. I know. He's a, he was a. I want to say he was a good dog, but I mean, based on what I just said, it's hard to say. But he was good to us, mm-hmm. and, and nobody will understand the love that we had for that pooch. You will honor the next dog you adopt will honor Butters' memory. Uh, I hope so. With a brand new life. But I hope that it's like when the kids are in high school. <laughs> And it's one of those dogs that only lives four years. 
But it will. It teaches the kids. <laughs> Wait, actually, uh, no, that's not it. I want the long-term dog. Love and care. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from from Don is sad about his his beloved dog, and get on to the two solid single-spaced, um, mm-hmm. you know, single-lined, handwritten uh, spiral notebook pages of notes that Caitlin has brought for us today uh, <laughs> about the Times Union. Tell us about this advertiser, Caitlin. Okay. So the Times Union. We've said it's a paper. It's a newspaper. It's a daily paper. The Albany oh, Times wait, wait, Union. wait. There's more to them than just that. They've got an app. They've got uh, an e-edition. So they're online and in print. They're online and in print. And I'm going to bring that all back home at the end of my notes. Okay. Well, I just don't want, I don't want to pigeonhole them as just a newspaper because they're, you know, they're all over. I think they would still call themselves. They're your, a newspaper. They're your source. They're a journalistic content outlet, I guess. Okay, sure. I'll take that. All right. So Times Union. Um First of all, I will say that most of my information came from... Disconnected the uh, Gazette. <laughs> it came from... <laughs> it's all really negative. <laughs> a piece called A Legacy of Change, written by Paul Grondel. Who's that? Uh, I knew the name. He is a longtime writer guy. I think he may still be there. Is that his official title, would you say? Writer guy? Longtime writer guy, Paul Grondel, G-R-O-N-D-A-H-L. Okay. Called The Century of Change. And a legacy of change, I'm sorry. And that was a special content piece in 2006 to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the paper. So it ran in the paper? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, this is still available on Does that make it an autobiography? Like if the paper tells its own story? I guess so. So, so, so you, you read the autobiography of the Times Union? Of the Union. paper, Paul Grondel is paper he is he is times union um so yeah 100 let's do some math 2006 150 years before that was monday april 21st 1856 the first edition of the albany morning times was printed Hmm. and that was the first name of the times union and the albany morning times it cost nine cents a week in 1856 and it was founded by three men named Alfred Stone, David Barnes, and Edward Boyd. And their motto was, independence now, independence forever. Hey, that's the, I like that. I like that. Uh, remember this slogan. Uh, <laughs> and Albany, of course, uh, is the capital of New York State and the political capital of the state. And there are a ton of different... Weekly papers, daily papers, there were a dozen of them, and most of them were all political. So each paper would sort of be... A, like this one's about the Republicans? Yeah, this one really pushes all the Republican stuff. And this one pushed, like, like that's the Democratic Weekly, and this is this weekly, and this is the the weekly for the, uh, the railroad workers, and this mm. is the daily for, uh, I don't know, the it, religious... People and Interesting. And here I thought that the cable news networks just like created that model somewhat recently. But you're telling me that in paper they were doing it all those years ago. Yeah, people would uh, would start a paper and it was sort of like a given that each paper was sort of like the mouthpiece for a particular point of view. But uh, these three people wanted to start a paper that was not political. Like they specifically wanted to not have any sort of political backing in the paper. They wanted to sort of avoid politics. Straight down the middle, just like Newsmax. Just <laughs> fair and unbiased. Um, they sort of wanted to stay away from politics. 
as a whole um, to get their paper noticed. And 80% of those first editions were ads. 80%? Yeah, it was most. It was mostly ads. It was a lot of complaining. There's 10 pages. They got two pages of content, and the rest are ads. Yeah. That's a business model. Uh, but it worked. It worked, and it, it started to grow. And between 1840, I'm not looking at my notes, 1840 and 1860, Albany grew to double its size. So it was a it was a big mark in favor of the paper that they were able to grow with so much population change and so mm-hmm. much other competition, and it was growing so much because the railroad was was being built and was coming into town, and it was growing because of the potato famine in Ireland, and we were getting a huge influx of new immigrants from Europe. So they would come into New York City, and then because we had a railroad that went from New York City to Albany, they they had a place to go basically. Yeah, or they'd come right into Albany to work. Oh, like they come into the port of Albany, yeah. like straight from Ireland. Yeah, straight from Ireland, basically. Wow. They're like, like they so they they're on the boat and they see the Statue of Liberty and they're like, "That's awesome! Keep going, just keep going, go up that river. That looks good." Well, the Statue don't of stop Liberty till I tell you. was not built yet. Oh no wonder they didn't stop. <laughs> there, yeah, that's they totally missed it and they kept going north. They were they heard it was like a coming so they're like let's keep going till we see this that sweet sweet statue and then they get to <laughs> Albany and they see the nipper the RCA dog statue they're like is that it that must be it let's stop here. Yeah, little did you know that the nipper dog was built before <laughs> the statue of liberty. It's a gift of Poland really. So uh yeah, the pa- the paper grew um and by 1861 the um, the Albany Morning Times had merged with another paper called the Evening Courier, and it was now known as the Albany Times and Courier. It's going to go through a couple more name changes before we get to the Times Union, so hang in there. So Morning Times, and then, so the word Times, that's where it comes from for Times Union. Yes. Okay, cool. And it was always Morning Times, then it became Times and Courier. Uh, the, the sort of wheat was separated from the chaff, as it were, in terms of all the newspapers. So some got sort of enfolded into others. The Times, the Morning Times got bigger. They sort of merged with this courier. And that was in 1861. And now we're, we're going to skip ahead until 1891, when the paper was bought by a man named John Henry Farrell. And he had a house on that faced Washington Park, one of those brownstones that are... Is it still there, you think? Yeah, it definitely is. Oh, cool. I, I found the address, but I didn't write it down. But right. I think it was... Um, no room left on the paper, clearly, <laughs> to no, write that one down. It, there's so much. <laughs> it's wall-to-wall text. I think it was where our... In that row where our friend Danny used to live, actually. One of those Like Willard Street? Well, no. She faced uh, Washington Park. Did she? Yeah. I think it was Nick and Millie who faced Washington Park on Willett. Somebody faced. This is very important to our listeners. Is like, where did your friend Danny live? What? Who were Nick and Millie? Who were Nick and Millie? And how do I get to their house? Okay, you know those nice. They don't live there anymore, so don't go looking for them. You won't find them. Yeah. Um. Those. Whatever some of those rows of brownstones are. Yeah, that face Washington Park. So Willett Street faces Washington Park, as does uh, Madison, and then State. Also very important to your listeners. You know where we parked when we went out to dinner with your sister? Yes. Might have been there. That's Willett Street. Could have been there. Okay, but Dan- but I don't think Danny and Matt live there. I think Nick and Millie live there. Super important that you agree with me on this so we can move on. Yes. It was We're- like they lived in that cool basement for wine club. 
It's like that basement apartment. Wasn't that their place? I swear to you that was somebody else, but I, I believe you and I honor your, Thank you. your truth. Thank you. Then you may proceed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, this guy lived near the park. He bought it. His name is John Henry Farrell. And he renamed it to the Times Union. Uh, which was another combination of names as yeah. he, he bought some other papers. One oh. of them had the word union in it. Okay, okay. I thought like he was just like, we need to like bring everything together, like unite these papers. And so he was like, we'll take the times and we'll unite it. Yeah, the word union doesn't have anything really to do with union. It's just another mm-hmm. name of a paper. And his name was Pharrell, you said. He wore that funny yogi. John, that, he doesn't that, like, seem to Park age. Ranger hat. Yeah, that's him. John Henry Pharrell from <laughs> the Neptunes. Is he happy? <laughs> So um, he, okay, what else did he do? He switched it to an afternoon paper. Uh, crazy. Just so he could sleep in. Yeah. But he died. Oh. He slept too much, and he died in 1901. Wait, what do you mean he slept too much? Oh, because of the sleeping in. Yeah. I, I thought know. you meant like he like literally had like an ailment where he slept too much, and like he like suffocated he or, or an, starved to death because like, he, he, he missed too many meals. He was narcoleptic and never too many meals. Uh, so he he wanted to pass the paper down to his sons, but uh, they didn't really want it. So in 1890... They're like, newspapers, they're going to be gone in like 150 years. We don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, one of them, uh, he went to work for a rival paper for a while because, I guess, daddy Ooh, issues. Black sheep, yeah. And then he married a very, very wealthy woman, and he didn't have to work anymore, so he didn't want anything to do with daddy's paper. Probably got to sleep a lot more after that we- um, <laughs> wedding. The other one, Joseph, his other son. Like father like son. Go on. Uh, he worked at the paper for a little while, and then he left to become a priest. Hmm, okay. So the Farrell sons, just like Caitlin of Assisi, just like Caitlin of Assisi, love Jesus, love thy animal, loving it all. <laughs> uh, so sons didn't want it. John Henry Farrell died, and Martin Glynn became the owner in 1898. I like how back in the day, one person owns the newspaper. Mm-hmm. This isn't like the blankety blank group, or you know, it didn't go public. It just like I own it now. Yeah, you could start one. If you had like access to paper and somebody to print it, you could start a paper tomorrow. You could fold a paper tomorrow. You could buy one. We could actually do that now, though. Like if we were like you're just like I'm making a paper, we could do it. Like we have a Xerox in the office. Nothing's stopping you. We could sell ads. And then in 150 or 180 years or whatever it ends up being, mm-hmm. people can talk about us yeah. on future podcast. Hearst Bot Incorporated Consortium is going to buy us and. Uh, 30, I just hope that they take like the welcome to the jingle newspaper and they incorporate one portion of our name into mm-hmm. theirs. They're like, all right, so we bought the welcome to the newspaper and we're going to make our name like the welcome evening times. <laughs> like just to like, so like some part That's of us, works. some part of us lives on some part of our decision making. All right, good. I'm glad we have a game plan. Keep going. Okay. So Martin Glenn, he became the owner in 1898. So let's take a little detour and let's talk about Martin Glenn. So Martin Glenn, uh, understandable if you do not know his name, but he was, for a short period of time, the 40th governor of New York. Okay. So he was a congressman for three years and a state controller for one year until he was voted out. And then he was the lieutenant governor for a man named William Plain Bill Sulzer, the 39th governor. Middle name Plain Bill? 
people called him Plain Bill. Oh, they called him Plain Bill. William Plain Bill Salzer. Plain old Bill. It's like Sarah Plain and Tall, but in Bill form. If you look up a picture of this man, he is an intense looking gentleman. But not plain? He's arresting looking. Never heard anybody described as such. Uh, What do you mean? Like a... Like, you'd stop if you saw him. He looks intense. He has, he doesn't look like, if you see pictures from people in the olden times, they sort of have a little look about him. This mm-hmm. guy sort of looks like a modern person dropped in back in time. Is times. he holding, like, a cell phone? And you're like, he's a time traveler. Like, he doesn't have a Plain beard. Plain Bill. He has, a, like, a sort of a different kind of look in his eyes than you normally see like, in other like, people. Like the look that, like, he's seen Twitter. He's seen Twitter. <laughs> and, and he's, he's back to, like, warn us. He or just, warn them, I suppose. He looks intense, but his name is Plain Bill. Okay, Plain Bill. So Martin Glenn, he Trying owns a paper. Us. He has a couple different stints in office. Uh, so he owns the paper during this whole time. So now the founder's vision is sort of dead because a politician has bought their paper. Mm. But he also is dead. They're the founder. You know, I don't know what happened to them. For, for all we know, he's still alive. Three of them: Alfred Stone, David Barnes, and yeah, Edward Borden. Maybe they all went back to the future, and like they're they're among us now, hearing this podcast. Like that's not how it happened. I wish. Okay, so uh, Martin Glenn bought the paper. He is now lieutenant governor for William Plain Bill. So he becomes governor. Martin Glenn becomes governor when William Sulzer is impeached. And he's impeached because he didn't want to play with the Tammany Hall political machine mm-hmm. and uh, was sort of pushed out of office. His wife admitted to, like, stealing campaign funds. It was a whole mess. So Sulzer's out. Glenn is in. And he is only in for a year. And then he gets voted out because nobody wanted him in there anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he shoots himself in the head in 1924. Oh, damn. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I mean, if you get voted out of every office you've ever occupied. Yeah. Uh, it, it said he had a, had a long-term back problem as well. Uh, so he was in pain and was depressed and was not didn't really succeed. I and did not see this coming. I didn't either, but he shot himself in the head. And then I'm reading that his brother shot him in the head. His brother, his shot, brother him shot himself self in the head. Both oh, okay. brothers, both themselves shot in head because the way you said it made it sound as though he killed himself <laughs> and, and then, then his brother? brother came upon his body and said <laughs> uh explicit warning and his brother came upon him and shot him in the head as well so he had a second shot to the head but that is not what happened no the brother was like that looks like something i'm interested in as well <laughs> and then also did it it's like i himself. never th- i never thought you could do it that way i always thought you had to point it that way not this way i didn't know the gun went the other way so, yes, he shot himself in the head in 1924. Oh. Uh, but. Debbie Downer. Well. We were rooting for that guy. Martin Glenn. <laughs> I was like, that guy, you know what, maybe third time's a charm in office. Nope. He seemed like an okay guy from what I read. Just a bad back. Bad back. And, and, and bad some, aim. Some bad luck and uh, just happy trails, Martin Glenn. Anyway, so before he offed himself, he sold the paper to William Randolph Hearst. Oh, wow. The William Randolph Hearst. What do you know about William Randolph Hearst? He's a newspaper man. And he owns, or his family is uh, the namesake of the Hearst Corporation, 
which still owns the Times Union to this day. That is not a lot of information, but it is true. <laughs> it is true. So William Randolph Hearst, he is a, in 1924, he's a millionaire a lot of times over. He's a very, very rich man. He is the only son of George Hearst, who was a senator, but before he was a senator, he was a, uh, he made his fortune in mining and ranching in California. And George Hearst acquired the San Francisco Examiner uh, as part of a gambling debt. Which they still own, I believe. The Hearst Corporation still has the San Francisco paper. I'll have to look that up. I don't remember. I remember this from my time in the news, in the news publishers I like association. They sold it. Well, I mean, it could have happened in the last five, six, seven years. Anyway, it was it was the very flagship of like the Hearst. Papers. We'll let our fact checkers, uh, the interns, they'll they'll tell us if we got that was right. Was the San Francisco Examiner, okay. but uh, yeah, George Hearst was never a newspaper man. He just won it. He won it as a gambling debt, and uh, he he hoped that his son would go into like politics and mining and like take care of that and the family business but he didn't really seem to have any interest in it so daddy gave him a paper okay and that's how sounds like a punishment the way he, he son if you're not gonna it. do what i want you're gonna run this paper oh dad he kind of wanted it though and oh he, all right uh so william randolph Hearst took it over and he was not a great guy you can there's a ton of stuff about him he was uh, conservative and isolationist and on the wrong side of history on lots and lots of different things. Uh, but he was really good at newspapers, it turns out. Now, I don't want to spoil anything. Maybe this is on page two of your mm-hmm. Holy Bible you've written. We're going to flip. Oh, boy, we're on the back side of the paper. Um, wasn't there like some sort of scandal with a Hearst baby? It's like a Lindbergh baby situation. No, Patty Hearst. That's the name I'm, I'm thinking of. Help me out here. Yeah, Patty Hearst. Is a person of s- historical significance who did something or was crazy or something? And oh, was there a baby no, involved? We had, there's no baby. There's no baby. So I'm thinking of the Lindbergh baby. You're in this thinking scenario. of the Lindbergh baby. Do you know what happened to the Lindbergh baby? The baby was stolen. The baby was stolen. And, the and then baby. eventually they found it. Dead. Yeah, dead. Dead yeah, baby. Dead baby. Um, didn't have anything to do with Hearst, but Patty Hearst in the 70s was a part of the Symbionese Liberation Army, which uh-huh. was some sort of... Y- y'all have to look this up yourself to fact check me, but uh, some sort of homegrown terrorist group kind of i don't remember what exactly their cause was but she was part of it she was involved in like a bank robbery where i think somebody died Hmm. and then claimed that she had been like forced or brainwashed there's got to be a netflix documentary about this i think there is to participate in it and uh sort of like got off okay and many people think got away with it Interesting. And was like she was like she was like the mastermind behind the whole thing. Not the mastermind, but a very willing participant and okay. like into it. And only after things went south was she like, I never, I was brainwashed. They forced me to do all this stuff. And she wrote the Times Union jingle. You think? Is that where? Um, <laughs> That's the first time the word jingle has been uttered in this podcast in the last like forty-five minutes. By the way, <laughs> nobody from Hearst wrote the jingle. We'll get there. All right. All right. All right. So George Hearst. Uh, he bought the San Francisco, or he was given the San Francisco Examiner, and 
was was very good at running papers and he did a lot of like he sensationalized things and uh probably did a lot of things that were not well thought of in terms of journalistic integrity but boy did people like reading the paper mm-hmm. uh and in the 1920s he was sort of at like the height of his powers and he was buying up newspapers left and right and that is when he he bought the times union and it is still owned by the the Hearst Corporation today, George Hearst, who is the great grandson of William Randolph. He's like George Hearst the third, I think, right? Yeah, it's like George Randolph Hearst the third or something. I, never, I, I feel like there was there was a three behind it. He name. is the third. Okay, all right. Because uh, George Hearst, his great great grandfather, was the first, and I think there was like another George in there okay. somewhere. Uh, but he is the publisher today, and the Times Union is now known for. Uh, their local news coverage and being sort of like a political watchdog in Albany and they've won a lot of awards for their sort of political reporting. Some other things of note is that in 1996 the Times Union went online which is really early. Okay. And their website was electrictu.com. Oh my gosh that just shows how early they were that they're like it's an electronical version yeah. of they had to tell you what it was in the url they're like long urls are important like we need to start with a long word that maybe not everybody can type easily how? and then end no. with to you to make it nice and short uh what are the little tidbits do i have so the uh newspaper workers are represented by the newspaper workers guild that was chartered in 1934 and just to tie it all together, at the very end of this special piece was sort of a little a little essay by Mark McGuire in 2006. Okay. And I will read it to you now. Can you read it in his voice? Your April... Your <laughs> April 21st. Your Don't, April Stop. 20- Don't do it. Go back to your voice. Yes. Okay. So this is written in... Uh, April 21st, 2006, and Mark says, your April 21st, 2016 edition of the Times Union will look nothing like this. Oh, no. This much we know. Perhaps the Times Union electronic and print versions a decade from now will be specifically designed for you. If you're shopping for a house, for example, maybe your front page will feature listings of, quote, affordable homes under $550,000. Maybe you'll want your paper to be all sports, or Rensselaer County news, or stories from around the globe, or the corner. Maybe it won't be a paper at all. Wow. And that was it. And there's a true prophet. A true prophet. And the, uh, the, like, the front page of this section is sort of a, a screenshot of what the Times Union website looked like in... Uh, in 2006. And a lot of small font and columns. Small fonts, little, like blocks it was super narrow they probably try to make it look like a newspaper on your screen probably right yeah and if you remember like these old sites if you look at an old site now it's like straight down the middle there's so much space on either side because it mm-hmm. just wasn't designed for that sort of resolution but i mean mark mcguire was kind of right I'm, I'm just picturing though like that they printed a special version just for me if i was looking for that affordable house under five hundred thousand. Like, I can understand if, like, they're pushing 
you know, your interest to you, like, hey, you might like these stories, which they do today. You know, I, I'm on their email distribution list. Um, but, I mean, can you imagine if they actually still printed it in the order that they thought you wanted it? And they're like, hey, this house at this address gets the sports page on top. And then this house at this address gets the real estate listings on top. Like, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I think he was thinking of... Or did he mean digitally? I'm not quite sure what he meant. He might mean... He might have meant both, but he's not hes not wrong. It's just not exactly the way he thought of it. Because, I mean, you do get... He was thinking about targeted ads. He was thinking mm-hmm. about how you can sort of, like, configure your home screen on your phone to be like, I want news and I want weather on my home screen and I want this and that. And uh, I remember in 2006, I was out of college, but I remember in college my advertising instructors were telling us that it was going to be like the movies where you'd walk down the street and it would be like Minority Report where it would be like, hey, Caitlin, here's pants that you like. Or (laughs) they address you. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Hey, Caitlin, you're almost out of peanut butter. We got a sale on peanut butter. And all the teachers were like, that's going to happen. That's going to happen in five years. And Again, like they weren't wrong, but just not in the way that they thought. It's not as fun as we thought it would be. We're like, oh, how convenient that they like know what I like. And now you're like, oh, man, they know what I like. They're totally spying. Like you get mad about it. I had one professor be like, you're going to drive by a billboard and the billboard's going to change depending on like who sees it. And it's not like it's n- it's never flying cars, but like the idea behind it is I just li- I just like how Mark McGuire, you know, he went for the gusto and he was like, it's like when you go to Disney World and uh, they have like the old spaceship Earth at Epcot Center. And they're like, in the future, kids will take helicopters to school because it's the most efficient way. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is called a people mover. It goes up. And you're like, that's an escalator. And like, yeah. No, it's a people <laughs> it's mover. It's a people mover. Walt told us so 40 years ago. <laughs> but, yeah, 2006, 2016, that time has already come and gone. Um, I don't. I don't know if you can personalize your homepage of the Times Union, but uh, you definitely get personalized ads when you're on the Times Union. Yeah, for sure you do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's been the paper will probably still be around in a in 2026, which is not too long from now, and then that'll be another anniversary. But this a uh, big milestone that I didn't mention was in 1992. When the jingle we are here to discuss was released. Almost an hour in, and that's the second time the word jingle has been uttered. Uh, Want some jingle history? It's shorter. Oh, yes, definitely. Let's do it. So, 1992, picture it. Uh, Bob Provost, he's then the marketing director at the Times Union. We mentioned him up top. He works with Blast Marketing on the slogan, and they write, We're Your Source. So Bob takes that, he runs with it, and he brings it to Alan Baumgartner at the Buffalo Recording Studio Chameleon Communications. And Alan wrote the lyrics and the music that we all know today as the We're Your Source jingle. And we have three versions. Well, let's back up for a second. First of all, Alan Baumgartner. He was quoted in the Times Union's story about this jingle as saying that this was one of his favorite jingles. He's written 
a couple hundred, I think. I think it said like over 500 or something. And this is the one that people always remember. This is one of his favorites. Yeah, so that, that, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, this jingle from 1992, and it holds a special place in his heart. So we know we've got some magic here. Um, but do you remember we went out to lunch with somebody who was at the Times Union at the time that they wrote the jingle? His name was Tom Cracker. Do you remember we, we went out yes, to lunch with Tom? Tom Cracker. That was a lovely lunch. So yeah, so we went out to lunch with Tom because he knew that we were looking for the jingle before we had actually obtained it from Rose Schneider. Um, Tom was one of the people who was tasked with trying to find the jingle for us. And eventually, you know, it was found and, and he was all excited that they found it and that they were doing a story about it. And we ended up going out to lunch with Tom and he told us a story. Do you remember the story? You don't. You, didn't you even, tell you didn't us the story. You remember it, but I'm going to tell it for the benefit of, uh, of those listening. It wouldn't be fun if you didn't. Yeah, I know. Um, so, so Tom was telling us how at the time... I think there was like an internal contest or they were taking suggestions from, from staff members. Like what should our slogan be so we can, I don't know if they intended to turn it into a jingle or not, but like they were looking for a slogan. And he said that he actually suggested where your source as the slogan. And he said that one other person also suggested it. So like, it, you know, multiple people thought it was a good idea and that's the one they ended up going with. So in a way he's, you know, the, the father of that's that weird slogan. that's not in the article at all and they said that uh bill blast of blast communications wrote the slogan did they say that okay. i swear tom told us this and tom i know you're listening because because you're uh, you know in tune to our podcast. it sounds yeah i think on, maybe that is but that. i'm not check that real quick <laughs> Fact check. think that is maybe no i i really think he i remember being like wow that that gives us some good content we should totally talk about that and i made a little note of it we're feverishly looking at the article online. I know Bla it was Blast Communications, right? B-L-A-S-S. B-L-A-S. Ken Blass, I believe. Ken Blass was the president, uh, according to the article. Which, by the way, they're still around. I looked them up. They're in old Chatham, New York. Hmm. Um, and, and Ken is still uh, <clears throat> obviously running it. Okay, quote. Provost said the company worked with Blast Marketing, researching and surveying before coming up with the slogan. So perhaps the survey that's referenced in this article was them surveying employees at the Times Union. or Because that makes both stories true. The information was presented to the group as like stuff to work from to use. Like this is what our research firm came up with. What do you Which think? Which of these do you like? I don't know. I feel like Tom Cracker told us that he had suggested it. And Tom, if you're listening, and I, I hope you are, I hope you'll reach out and, and let us know, am I right or is Caitlin right? I know I'm right. <laughs> so it's a quoting uh, your colleague here at your own paper. I, I don't think that the, this colleague, Rose, who wrote this story, I don't think she's like, her account doesn't discount Tom's. I mean, Ken Blass is quoted as saying, the whole idea with the Times Union mirror your source was that it was all the information you needed. But he didn't say that he came up with it. He Tom, I'm didn't. on Team Tom. I know Tom wrote this slogan. I think he deserves all the credit. You, on the other hand, team Ken Blass, who did not go to lunch with us at Koto. He did not enjoy the Koto experience. The Koto experience. Koto. <laughs> yeah, we definitely went to Koto for lunch because it's near the Times Union and we all like the jingle. And, and it was really good. And thank you, Tom Cracker, for paying for lunch. Did he pay for lunch? Yeah, he did. Way to go, Tom Cracker. 
class act. See, I was on this team and I didn't even remember that he paid for lunch. You remembered he paid for lunch and you still won't back him up? Tom, now you know who to... It's called journalism. <laughs> now you know who to side with. And you can't but Rose, we know. love you because Rose is nothing but an angel to us. Rose uh, Schneider, who reported on our feature and then yeah. obviously did this feature as well. She's never paid for lunch, but she has written two articles, which... Uh, not doesn't count for nothing. Could it be three? Are we going for the hat trick after we write this? After we do this pod, Rose, we got to pitch or something. Come on, Rose. You want to write one more? Just just finish up the series. We won't bug you again. I mean, we might. TBD. Uh, the end. The end coda of this story with our thwarted involvement, if that had happened, could have been the third article. Oh, that's true. We'll talk about that later. I think we need to, before we hit the hour mark in this episode, do you think we might listen to uh, one of these? <laughs> Maybe two? We might listen to one of these. And then I did I did do some research about what was happening in 1992. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you think? Should we play the uh, initial version of yes. the jingle first and then you can get into it? Yes. It's only a couple things that are referenced in the jingle. All right. Perfect. So we've got three versions of this jingle. This is the original um <clears throat> the one that we know and love there was a television commercial associated with it it has not been found tom says they're still looking for it mm -hmm. but in the meantime we only have audio and that's all you care about because this is a podcast here it is the times union jingle you can't hear it anywhere else but right here or other places which we'll talk about later here we go we're your news and weather source, you're getting it together source. We're your recreation source, your television station source, your Giants, Knicks, and Yankee source, Madonna's hanky panky source. We're your fashion stunning source. We're the one to read, of course. We're your source. We're your Times Okay, so that was We're Your Source, the original Times Union jingle, the very one that we've been seeking all this time. Caitlin, first impressions. Do you like it? Of course I like it. Do you love it? Do you want to marry it? <laughs> you want to give it kisses? I want to have its babies. You want to have its babies? Lots of little Times Union First babies. comes love. Then, then comes, comes jingle. Then, then comes jingle. Comes well, first comes love, then comes Tom Cracker coming up with the slogan, then comes Caitlin <laughs> marrying pushing, a jingle and pushing a baby carriage. Yeah, it is. It's great. I love that it is. I think we mentioned this in the article. We didn't start the fire inspired. It feels that way. Yeah, it's listing things that are known to the public in a rapid fashion. Topical, poppy, a word a minute type of thing. The orchestration is great. And this comes in 1992, which was three years after Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire debuted. Probably still on the radio. I would think so. You can still hear it sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can also hear Fallout Boy's atrocious updated version of We Didn't Start the Fire, which came out, I think, earlier this year. Are you familiar with this? No, I'm You know not, Fallout Boy? You I'm know not 19 years old. Fallout Boy does I know not have Fallout any 19-year-old fans. Trust me, they do not. I guess not anymore. I still think of them as like... In, in 2005, they did, if that's what you're wondering. Well, you know what? In 2005, I was it's still in the demographic. They were... That was when emo was a thing, when people were saying emo. I don't know if that counted as emo. You don't think so? Going okay. downtown in a Luby Luau. Got my ta ta ba ta ba ba 
Yes. And a number one and a bullet. And a bullet, yes. And a run around, thong, thong, blah, 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 blah. All right, so backing up. Yes. Not even backing up. Going off of that, Fall Out Boy had that song called Sugar Me Down or something, or what's it called? What's it called? <laughs> Help me out here. Sugar, I'm going down swinging. Yes. It's not what it's called. <laughs> Sugar Me Down. <laughs> Not not real, not real. But like it came out in a time when YouTube wasn't quite there yet. So there people were making flash videos online and like sharing them. And uh-huh. there was this like ridiculous flash video with like stick figures that were misinterpreting the lyrics as many people yeah, do. Yeah, because it's a downtown and a Lululura. I remember that exact thing. Yeah, and you remember the flash video with the stick figures and like a cartoon bullet and a guy yeah. falling off a cliff and like all this I stuff. watched it in a dorm room of course you did because that's where you saw these things and this would have been it wasn't even 2005 it might have been even earlier quite honestly it could have been 2002 or something uh-huh. fact checkers interns look those up let us know when this song debuted but anyway fallout boy like this year has put out an updated version of we didn't start the fire it is the worst it is the same song but with like fallout boy distorted guitars and like listing a bunch of things that they think are important to society. Oh, no, no. Yes. So they took away Billy Joel's like at the time, which maybe people felt this way about we didn't start the fire at the time, but they were like, why is he listing all this crap? Like nobody cares. Fallout Boy was like doing that. They're like, you know, like PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch, Hillary Clinton is a, and you're like, oh no, like, like it is that bad. It is that bad. Those people are our age. This is embarrassing for them. It's embarrassing for us because we have to share an age with them. With them. Wanna, mm. It's bad, but I've heard it on the radio, so it must be good enough. Did they sing the song where it's like, I was in a church and I heard people gossiping? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds great, <laughs> and though. And it's like, why don't you mind your business? And I said, ah. Oh, is that the one where like they're like... Um, they're making out in a closet or something. And then I saw them and I was making out in the closet. No, no, that's not it. I mean, you're really close. Um, <laughs> yes, that's the tune I'm yeah, trying to do. The, what is the darn hook of that song? Um, Why don't you just shut your mouth and oh. mind your business? Suddenly. Closing the goddamn door. That's it. Haven't you ever heard of... Closing the goddamn door. It's much better to face these kind of things with a sense of poison rationality. I chimed in. Haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? Yeah. That's it. That's the song. I don't know if that's them. You put that almost in a major key. Uh, yeah, I guess I might have. <laughs> you I feel made, like, I feel you like made it a really bad <laughs> version. No, that really is the song. What is that song called? I chime. This is good. This is good podcasting. This is really good. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm taking the time to do this. That was like I was walking in a church and I heard the bridesmaid saying, "She's really ugly in that dress." No, that's not 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 what it was said. Why would you say these things? I chimed in with, "Haven't you people?" I'm googling it. So you you and your car don't have to. We're actually Uh doing you a favor. You don't want to. You don't want to text. Um, this is a song by Panic at the Disco. That's not Fallout Boy. Panic exclamation point at the Disco. Um, well, never mind then. But you know what? Like, I feel like Panic at the Disco. Maybe like Fallout Boy paved the way for Panic at the Disco to do their thing. They fell out, so Disco could panic. Yeah, 
Yeah, Fallout. Fall I, I I've never liked Fallout Boy. I get annoyed when I hear them. And uh, my kids like, um, specifically my youngest uh, Owen, who's three. He likes Spidey and His Amazing Friends, which is a cartoon, mm-hmm. um, you know, Spider-Man show um, for preschoolers. And either Fallout Boy sings the theme song, or like fake Fallout Boy things, sings the theme song. Oh. Um, and I hear it, and I'm just I cringe because I just never cared for Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy sugared me down so that Panic at the Disco could sugar me up. <laughs> oh, wow, this is the best tangent we've ever gone on. Like, by which I mean, like, how did we get to Spidey and his amazing friends? It's because, well, how did it go? It went Times Union Jingle, Billy Joel, Bad Fallout Boy, Spider Man and his amazing friends, mm-hmm. Spidey and his amazing friends. So, yeah, bottom line is you're right. It sounded like we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel, and I think that was by design. I wish the article went into that because I'm sure we're right. We, I think we mentioned that at the time. Uh, it was when like, we were interviewed. Yeah, it was fun stuff that like you could kind of recognize, and it seemed like it was really familiar things that make you smile. Talking about you, and I've mentioned this several times, but uh, when I was ten, turning eleven, back in the day, I thought Madonna's hanky panky source. I thought hanky panky was underwear. I don't know why. I think maybe because it sounded the word like panty panty and i was pretty sure they were talking about madonna's underwear which was scandalous enough and that's what i interpreted it to be Tom union's like we've got all the scoop like we've got lacy pink we've got see-through black like pretty all much. her underwear source and i knew like i knew what madonna wore and i'm like oh well she wears like underwear on stage they're talking about madonna's hanky panky but now we know hanky panky means like flirty sexy right yeah, it means like uh you're making hanky panky, you're doing if you're love making type things. Like mischievous foibles. Foibles. Yeah. Mischievous uh the mischievous, mischievous foibles. foibles right there. <laughs> the foibles. <laughs> For Glavin. But that is foibles. <laughs> um yeah, so the hanky panky source, mm-hmm. like you knew it was naughty. It made you blush just a little and And the guy sings it in like Hanky Billy the naughty way. Madonna's hanky panky source. Yeah. He knows you that's what you're here for is the panky and the panky. Absolutely. So well I mean we should look at the lyrics on that one. So mm-hmm. we're your news and weather source. Yep, news for sure. Weather you typically look at the up to date weather, you know, on T V or listen to it on the radio. So I, it's a little bit of a stretch. Weather on the nines, you're not going to the Times Union for your school closings. Yeah, I mean, now you go to their website, mm-hmm. but like at the time, like the the school closings were not there because they had to print well in advance. So news and what? We're your news and weather source. You're getting it together source. What do you think they mean by that? Getting it together. What is it? You know, here's where I think we just have to accept that they were looking for a rhyme for weather, and it's a good rhyme. It's a good rhyme because uh, it makes sense with a newspaper information. Where your recreation source, yeah. your television station source. Those are both home runs. TV listings, things to do. Yep, and they rhyme great. Mm-hmm. Recreation and station, mm, chef's kiss. I really like that. Uh, your Giants, Knicks, and Yankees source. Those are the three biggest sports teams from New York City that people care about up here. Mm-hmm. They didn't mention the New York Rangers, even though a lot of people like hockey up here, but got to be real here those other teams are bigger um madonna's hanky panky source now we're getting national 
mm-hmm. with Madonna because she has nothing to do with our area. Um, we're your fashion. St- we we're your fashion stunning source. What? I can only imagine in some sort of like Sunday style section that maybe they had articles about fashion or sales. Like maybe they would do like a two-page spread showing all the Saratoga socialites in their fancy hats and their expensive dresses. I mean, now we have like the scene photo gallery whenever there's like some sort of Yeah, were you seen at Counting Crows at SPAC this summer? Did you go to the... Spoiler uh, alert. Yes, I'm always seen there because it's just me. (laughs) Red Cross uh, Winter's Ball or the... uh, Women in Tech Fiesta, or <laughs> well, I want to go there. Women in Tech Fiesta, <laughs> the hottest ticket in town. They're like this girl <laughs> created an erector set <laughs> out of Tinker Toys. I, 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 here's some salsa. Like, yes, I, I want to see that slideshow. <laughs> were you, were you seen? Um, but yeah, I, so and then we're the ones to read, of, of course. course. So, I mean, I want to go back here for a second. They use the word source over and over and over again. And I'm usually, my wife Jamie can say this, like I, I rip on songs if I hear them rhyme the same word with, oh, that's the with itself. But here they're using source as like a framing device. And the penultimate word, the one coming just before the last word in each phrase, I just mansplained to you penultimate, you're welcome, um, is, the, mm-hmm. is the word that rhymes. So where you're using weather source you're getting it together, source. See what I mean? The second to last word is the rhyming word. You got I that, Caitlin? I think I see what you do mean. Do you see I'm, what I mean? I'm I not do? a woman in tech, but <laughs> I think I'm understanding. <laughs> Someday, like, I hope you'll this will sink in. Like, listen to this episode later and try to understand. Just do your best. I mean, I should take notes. It's really my fault. I know. It, it is your fault, but you, you were born this way, Caitlin. I can't help it for being so silly. You're just so silly, and the bubbles I, go straight to your head. I mean, open up my head, and you just have hanky-panky spinning around, and I can't take anything else in there. All right. Well, bottom line is I dig the way that this song is structured from a rhyming standpoint, and I also dig the slant rhymes, you know, rhymes that are not quite perfect, you know, with recreation and station. That's, I mean, they're so close, but they're not perfect, but that's what makes them great, the fact that they're not perfect. Let me talk about in uh, jingles that it's important to repeat the name of your business if you can, as many times as you can. But they don't get to that till later. As possible. But they use the the source. They're yeah, using their b- tagline b- b- and their b- b- slogan. B- b- the yeah. Multiple times in a way that reinforces. And it. then once they get to the chorus, which is like the most celebratory portion of the song, you know. Whee! source and yeah you got the full horn section and you got there's a guitar fill in there it's like we are times union the guitar goes and it like the the guitar as it finishes its lick and then the lyrics come back in for we're Mm -hmm. your source the guitar is harmonizing with the melody and i geek out every time can you play this at one of your uh live shows oh i'd be happy to i think people would kind of lose their minds think so maybe i could do a whole medley like i'll do water slide world catskill game farm we're your source give me one more you gotta have four in a medley and just end it with the koto experience <laughs> and then you just jump in and go koto, koto. 
<laughs> or I could get just hit the chime. Or I could get the girl who is like the mm-hmm. the Caucasian Megan who uh, minored Megan? in vocal performance. Yes, exactly. I'm glad you remember that. For, some, for somebody Megan. who never listened to an episode of our own show, you sure remember that pretty quickly. Because I really have such a strong idea of who Megan is. Yes. Um, yeah. So all right, I'll make that happen, and then I'll I'll let the world know. Um, but yeah, but it ends with, you know, we're your source. We are times union. And they just keep saying we are times mm-hmm. union. It's great. I really love the way you feel. <laughs> you could really tie, you could really mesh that in there. with. The oh, absolutely. Waterslide world would be good. But at the end of the, yes. uh, at the end of this, I think it's a minute long jingle, right? No, I think it's 30 seconds. Hang on a freaking second here. I got to pull it back up. Um, I'll tell you real quick. This is a 30-second jingle. You're right. Um, <clears throat> at the end of it, they modulate, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before. It's it's raising the key of the song You'll up love one. To hear it. And it's a jump modulation. So there's no, like, um, chord that brings you closer to the next key, and then they go. They just go from this key, which is the lower one, to the next key, which is the higher one. But when they do it, they bring in a different drum beat. And somebody's just going nuts on the snare drum, you know, going, (laughs) and like when I listen to this version of the song, I can't help but like pump my fist in the air, like enjoying this. Do you want it to keep going when you hear that modulation? I do. And I'm a little disappointed that it's a fade out. And I've historically um, never enjoyed in pop music when a song fades away. I want it to end because it's lazy. They didn't know how to end, so they faded. It's a little lazy. It also, and and maybe this, I don't know if this is true or not. This is just me spitballing. But, like, I think a lot of songs, when recorded for an album, go longer than maybe the radio play version of it would be. So they just fade out the song on Mm -hmm. the radio because they can't dedicate any more time to this song. They got to get their 20 songs, you know, in in a two-hour set or whatever like that. So the radio edit version of that song is cut short by design to make it more appealing to the radio DJs. This is my thought. I don't know if this is radio true. Radio edit. Radio edit. Radio remix. But um but I love it and I want to hear more of it. And mm-hmm. and as a kid, and this is true to it was true today as it was when I said it, uh, originally, like I always wonder like how do these fade out songs actually end? How would this song end? Well, we postulated that there could be a second verse. We thought maybe there was a long lost second verse because it really sounds like they should be launching right into something else. Oh my God, that'd be. Now, do we have a new white whale? The fact that we want a second verse? It's like somebody should write a second verse. If only we knew two people today. who were enthusiastic about the Times like Union really and jingles in general. Good at their perspective parts of the jingle process. All right, so what else? All right, let's not get into that. So, what else do you like about this, dislike? anything else to say about this version of the jingle okay so this version of the jingle um i actually looked up what was happening in in 1992 so madonna's hanky panky source she's wearing uh, underwear we've already established this but in 1992 madonna's fifth album called erotica came out and she released that coffee table book called sex was just like Madonna naked pictures. So I remember hearing about that. I very much like to uh, obtain that if. uh, So Madonna was in peak hanky panky area era. So if you thought of Madonna, you probably thought of hanky panties. (laughs) So it it would have made a lot of sense in 1992. Did that Did that album have any 
singles off of it that we would know erotica it's called i don't know i was just thinking that madonna is really not Mediva. Mediva. she's not Mediva. um i i know about five madonna songs from the early days and that is the extent most of them are on like a virgin oh no uh is, is that the just like your the one that has like no, it's your not. holiday, your like a prayer, like a prayer. Your... That's the one I'm thinking of. What is the name of that album? All right, now, now you got me wondering. Hang on, my fat fingers are not <laughs> cooperating. It's very important that you know the one album I have. And then, All right, I... like a prayer, 1989 is, mm-hmm. I think, the big one because it has like a prayer and express yourself. Express yourself. It's like. When did Vogue happen? Express how you feel, baby. Then you know your love is real. Express yourself. So, like, it has like a prayer and express yourself is the first two mm-hmm. tracks, and then track six is Cherish, which is one of my favorite Madonna songs. Do you know that one? No, how's that go? It's like Cherish, Cherish, do 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 do. Sometimes a broken heart. No, that was Madonna. It's a great song, um, but those are like the hits on that one, in my opinion. All right, so let's see what's on Erotica, because this is nice. Was that Vogue? I don't know. Here we go. Erotica, Madonna album in parentheses. You're frozen when your heart's not open? First, all right, so there's, you know when you go on, on Wikipedia, and then they, like, they list everything about an album, and, like, they have the song listing. Mm-hmm. Skip to discography. All, si- all six of these singles from Erotica have their own link which means they have their own Wikipedia article about each of these Madonna singles. fans be like. But the, I mean, all right, there's Erotica. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. There's Deeper and Deeper. I do remember that one. Nothing rhymes with Erotica. You remember Deeper and Deeper? It's like Deeper and Deeper and Deeper. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of creepy. Um, Bad Girl, don't remember. Fever, don't remember. Rain, don't remember. Bye Bye Baby, don't remember. But like these singles were released over the period of a full calendar year, so it must have had some staying power. Um, I don't know why I'm really fixated on this. Well, not important. Tell us what else happened in 1992. Okay, so I looked up the Giants, Knicks, and Yankees. Uh, How they do records for the year? Yeah. So Yankees uh, didn't win. I know that. Yankees did not win. The team that did the best in 19 to 1992 were the Knicks. Really? And uh, their season record was 51-31. Okay. They, that was the year the Bulls won against the Phoenix Suns. It was okay. peak Michael Jordan. Yep. But the Knicks did very well. The Yankees did not have a great season. They were 76-86. What about the Knicks? Or not the Knicks, I'm the sorry. Giants the, uh, the Giants did even worse. Uh, they were 6-10. Weren't the Giants... Wait, hang on a second. Do you know how to say like a record? You're saying... No. Six ten. Yeah, they six and ten. Six and ten. You did it a couple times. I was letting it slide the first time. Like I don't know how to say a record. I six and I spent so much wins time. and losses. I'm like trying to Google. Like I'm like record. How I was like how say record. How did Knicks do 1992? And I'm like, well, this like these records aren't consistent. I need a way to say it consistently. And I couldn't figure out how to Google it to get me these numbers. So what I'm hearing is the one time you actually needed me to mansplain you something, you didn't ask me. And and thus you embarrassed yourself, exposing you as the as the ignorant woman you are. I had to have 
Ryan apparently he's like I went through a period of time when I was into sports, so he like rem- this was the time. He so likes he, sports and he don't care who knows. He remembers the I'm like you didn't watch basketball. He's like yeah, but Michael Jordan like everybody knew about Michael Jordan, so yeah, I kind of knew about. I remember this season with the Knicks, uh, and he's like the wins are the first number. Wow. Okay, that was yeah. I mean, he's right. <laughs> he must have really liked sports to know that wins were number one. <laughs> Honestly, I'm very easily impressed. So six Giants, I've heard this before. Giants went six and ten. Okay, yeah, you got it. That's a good sentence. Can I say that? You would not get kicked out of a sports bar for saying. Hey, remember 1992 when the the G men went six and ten? I guess you could say it that way. Now I think that they did a six and ten. No, you wouldn't say it that way. No, don't say they did a six and ten. Well, the Giants were six. We're six and ten in nineteen ninety-two. Yes, that's a good. That's the best way to say it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> hey, I remember the. But them. I think the Giants like went to the Super Bowl only a couple of years earlier. So I don't know why you're asking me. Gi- I, I'm just thinking out loud. I feel like they <laughs> went. Did they go to the Super Bowl in nineteen ninety? Come on, Caitlin. You well, know the, the Yanks went seventy-six to eighty-six. Nope. <laughs> and did you say that with all the sports? Yes, they went seventy-six and eighty-six. Which isn't good. No. It's bad, badder than the Knicks. How many games back were the Yankees? Quite a few. <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. That's good. You answered that appropriately. Quite a f- Yeah, man. In 92, they were quite a few back. Quite a few indeed. And they didn't win the series. All right. So what else do we know about 1992 besides you don't know how to explain sports records? That's it? Oh, we're going to a third page. There's only a couple things on oh, the thank page. God. Um. <laughs> this is already the longest episode in our history. Even if I edit out the portions about um, our dogs dying and us being sad, we're still well above. I don't know, dog therapy. Okay. And other- now I can't because I mentioned it a second time, and I'll never find this second part. Other things in 1992. So Bill Clinton defeats Ross Perot in 1992. Him. Okay, yeah. Uh, the L.A. riots were in 1992, uh, which I remember because of that Sublime song, April one? 26, 1992. There was a riot on the streets. Tell me where were you? You were sitting home watching your TV while I was participating in some anarchy. What was? I mean, I I think we all had that Sublime album, but like, what was the hook of that particular track? It was there was no oh there's no hook. Let it burn, gonna let it burn. No, burn, that sounds like a deep cut. All right, all right. It's about getting, getting ahead and staying on top and screaming one eight seven on a motherfucking cop. Okay, now we're definitely explicit. We are, um, but I remember. I was going to edit out the f bomb I dropped earlier, but now it's. it's that's too my late. favorite line of the whole thing. I learned what one eight seven on the cop. So was. how come the Time Genie jingle wasn't like we're your L.A. riot source? Your <laughs> We want to keep Brand new here. Atkins diet source. Like. Oh, that was good. Oh, we want to like keep that? it really positive. <laughs> okay, so what else happened? Bad. All these things are bad, except for the last one. I guess Bill Clinton is kind of good. Um, that was a good era for a lot of people. Yugo, I wrote, Yugoslavia is bad. Somalia is bad. Jeffrey Dahmer pleads guilty. So that's the good one. Yeah. Because he admits to we it. We got Dahmer. We got him. We got Dahmer. There's a but a... Yugoslavia is bad. Somalia is bad. What was wrong with Yugoslavia back then? Um, they were bad. There was the Balkans War. Can Do you, you woman explain that to me? 
Well, you see, Don. A woman, when a woman, when you woman explain something, it's you telling somebody something they actually don't understand. The, it's the opposite of mansplaining. <laughs> the Balkans were a mess. It's why Yugoslavia doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. I knew that. It was like the Serbs and the Croats. Okay, here's something you will know. Bosnia. I'm not, I know the, the term. The Bosnian War. Yeah, That sure. was this, too. It was bad. Again, nine years old, not on my radar. I was like, when's the next Star Wars movie going to be made? We've waited so long. I know this because my dad had taught himself Serbo-Croatian for years. Like taught a, him, is that a language? Yeah. Okay. He's taught himself the language because he was going to take us. He was convinced that was, like they were going to take over the world. He was going to take us um, on a family vacation to Sarajevo in Bosnia. And then the whole world blew up and like it didn't happen it's because of the Balkans war. And we never went to Bosnia as a family. Is there a C in Balkan? Is there a Balkan C? No, there's a K. No, no, no. Oh. I'm not asking how to spell it. I'm saying, is there a, o- is there like a small, o- is there a small ocean? The Balkan Sea? That feels like a thing. Yeah, there's the Black Sea. There's the. I thought there was something called the Balkan Sea. The Sea of Balkany. Oh, Balkany. That's where that word comes from. The like Balkany Tundra. Really, no, no. Like if you're really high up, like, you know, in a, in a, something that like comes off of a sliding glass door on a second level, that's a Balkany. Oh boy. We got to, we, we got to edit that one out. The Balkans. That's a flat joke. It's the. Balkan Peninsula, the Aegean Sea, the it's the Black Sea. The Black Sea is the Balkans. Oh, okay, it's okay. the Balkan Mountains. Okay, yeah, sure, that's what I meant. Oof. Yeah, this is stuff that doesn't come up in my day to day. People like don't hold this against me that I'm. It was nine. Ignorant too. It was nineteen ninety two. This is a again we nine were, years old. Give me a break. We were children. We were just children. I was reading Where's Waldo books to get Pizza Hut Book It coupons. I was 10 and so out of it that I thought Hanky Panky was underpants. Because <laughs> there was no internet back then. And underpants is like the most innocent way to describe what Madonna did or didn't wear in that coffee table book. You know, I would not Where have, are her underpants? I would not have said the word panty with my parents oh, in no, the room. Oh, no, that's way too scandalous. It was way too scandalous. I'm blushing now hearing you say it. Like, this is I a problem I still don't like the word pant. It's ew. It does sound kind of nasty. It's like what, like the pedophile would say panty. He would, he'd like tent his fingers like Mr. Burns and be like, panties. panties. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, uh, so we know what happened in 1992 now. Yeah. But flash forward to the early 2000s the times union still rocking the we're your source slogan oh we're, we're back to the notebook folks this, I is just, a, this is a five-star notebook i pray um oh my god it is <laughs> really it's a five-star is there a born on date on that five-star notebook does it say like yes it actually has a date like when you like started this whole thing Ten thirty. of what year this was the first no- I've actually I just had my five year anniversary at my job and this was the notebook. I saved every notebook I've ever had for every job. And uh It's a weird thing to do, but keep going. This was I think the first notebook I have. I actually have a very old password written <laughs> in the notebook. So it's at least like five years old. 
Okay. I didn't know they still made Five Star products. I thought Five Star was... Is, is that the brand or is Mead the brand? Who makes Five Star? I think Five Star is its own brand. Yeah. Mead. No, it's Mead. It is Mead. Okay. Wow. Look at that. I haven't thought of that in years, but I just knew it. Apparently, I had a an appointment at Ortho, New York at 7. Oh, uh, what'd, what'd you do? What'd you do? That was one of my many knee injuries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, looks like I spilled some coffee. A lot of tap dancing injuries. Or was it coffee related, the injury? That was a um, jogging related injury. That's the last time I ever tried running. <laughs> like, well, I learned my lesson there. <laughs> they told me so many times to stop running. But five years ago, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. I think I'm going to start running again. And immediately tore my they're like, MCL. Kate, they're like, Caitlin, your, your kneecap is essentially a Cadbury egg. <laughs> it is supported by milk chocolate and fake yolk. Please don't run. And I, I'm if like, it's raining, yeah. they will disintegrate. I'm like, I'm feeling good. I can go for a jog. And then they're like, did you fall over? Did you get hit in the knee? I'm like, no, I went for a run on the bike trail. Like, <laughs> like, like, did Tanya Harding target you? <laughs> like, your MCL Which also torn. feels very 1992, if, if I know my years. Anyway, five years ago, uh, fun times with this notebook. So, right. so, but there was other versions of this jingle. In the early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. There were two. There was a Latin version and mm-hmm. a country version. So which one do you want to talk about first? Because I got them both queued up. Let's, let's go for the Latin version, which was done by Alex Torres and his Latin orchestra. Now, before we get into it, Alex Torres, he didn't actually sing it, right? No, he did. His- no, incorrect. Read the article again. Rose Schneider tells all. The song was sung by... Your mom. My mom did not sing that one. Jay Trainer provides the vocals for that Latin version. Well, you know, I saw that. I I guess I didn't read it closely. I thought they were talking about something else. Hmm. Good thing I'm here to keep you on the rails. I Spitting fake news out. Okay. Like Alex Torres and his sweet vocal cords just blessing us with his his talents um no alec but i do like i let me just say this alex torres and his latin orchestra it's his he owns it so i can see why you made that mistake well yeah tor quote i put the rhythm to it torres says Jay Trainer put his voice to it, and it was magic, referring to the late singer John Jay Trainer, who oh. joined the band for the video. So he was in the band. But he's passed away since. Uh, yeah, he's I think late. We've, we've lost we've lost Jay Trainer, but we honor his memory by playing this jingle. Well, I'm glad that I remembered because, like, his family probably tuning in for this, and they're, they're sitting there going, "Like, Kate, that's wrong. She doesn't know who sang it. Alex Torres can't sing a note." He's a rhythm guy, gosh darn it. When are they going to talk about daddy? <laughs> like, they said daddy didn't sing it. And the, the, But once again, just like Tom Cracker is like thankful that I'm here in his corner, mm-hmm. I'm here for you, uh, estate of Jay Trainer. I know you did it. So, uh, well, why don't we go ahead and play it? This is the Latin version. And Caitlin, if you want to sneak around, you can see the video. Have you seen this video or no? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to see it again. Funky Fresh. On the beat, on your street. We have so much to share. Day to day, we're always there. We're your source. We're here to help you grow. We're your source. Mm-hmm. Here to let you know. We're your source. We're your time. 
The insights and the memories were a source you know and trust. Part of your life at work or play, you can always turn to us. We're your source. So, first reactions to the second version of the jingle, Caitlin. I love it. I love a Latin version. I love that they changed the lyrics. Uh, this one is a whole lot funner with the video to it. A lot funner. Because you get to see all the instruments. Uh, yeah, there was a video to the original. We just don't have it. You remember it, though, right? Like, it was kind of like paper doll cutouts. Yeah, it wasn't like a live filmed yeah so the one video. we just watched was like a concert it, video it was like a concert video but it was very mtv with like angled mm -hmm. camera framing and shots of the crowd and you know dramatic lighting um but yeah saxophone I mean, it's really well done like if you're going to latinify latinofy that's a term um if you're going to do that to this song like they've done it right part of me feels like I don't know how to say this. Like, it, they made it too quintessentially Latin. Does that feel right to you? Like the do 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 do. Like that's like such a a white guy way to think of Latin music. Like they dumbed it down too much for us. I think. What do you think of that? Does that feel right or no? No, I think it feels just like Jay Torres is a Latino person. But I think Jay Torres Latino was like, orchestra. those white guys are going to want this. Like he gave us what he thought we wanted. No, nay, he knew we wanted. What do you think? I don't know. What I would think sound I, authentic I think you? it sounds too stereotypically Latin by design. And, and I think that that's what the Times Union probably requested. This is just a guess. It's just I mean, a guess. I don't. I think that sounds like, 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 if they asked AI to make a Latin version of this jingle, this is what would have been produced. Maybe not, uh, uh, Alan Iverson. But to me, but. <laughs> it sounds pretty like what a uh, what you'd hear outside in like Caribbean Latin America. I don't know. I, I feel like they dumbed it down for us. I really do. It's, it's good. It, it's super good. Like And like there's a horn section and there's great background vocals. Like I dig it. Mm -hmm. I love it. But I, I think that they were, for lack of a better term, pandering. To, is it pandering? Is that right? I don't know. It's it's they were giving us what they, they knew we wanted. It's probably the lowest common denominator. Okay. that Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Like the lowest hanging fruit in terms of like make it extra accessible okay so yeah. we know it's extra latin we don't yeah we don't want to scare you with too much spice but i i but, like but it. there has to be some spice so you know it's latin music i listened to some jay tours in latin orchestra and that's what like that's what they sound like oh really okay yeah that's All the right. type of music that they do they sort of borrow like a really traditional so this is a local beat. this is a local band they still have the a time. website it looks ancient it's one of those like super old right down the middle websites okay um, but yeah, they've been around. Alex Torres is still around. They've had their music featured, if you read the website, in like lots of different things. He's like a working 
Latin orchestra guy they can play at your wedding if you want. Oh, that's really cool. So let's look at the lyrics for this one. So mm -hmm. it starts off with a spoken part. On, on the, the beat, beat, on, on your street. street. So on the beat, yeah, it makes sense. The newspaper reporters on your street, extremely Abs local. Very on your street. Um, we have so much to share. Day to day, we're always there. It's a daily paper. They share. They right share. It. Oh, yeah. They've got opinions. They've got uh, information for you. So we're your source. Here we go. Now we've got the, uh, the slogan. Mm -hmm. We're here to help you grow. That was my little tag in the beginning, yeah. as you'll recall. Um, the Times Union knows that we're not evolved yet. And they want to help us grow by informing us and helping us understand the way of the world. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, and you uh, in no you, uncertain terms. They're spelling this out for us. You can only grow through knowledge and the Times Union can provide that to you as a window on the world. And I said, yeah, yeah, we're here to let you know. Information. More information. You got the information. It's going to help you grow. So I like it. Um, we're your source. We're, we are Times Union. Now, that would be the 30-second version, but we just played the one-minute. So this does have a second verse. Actually, the one-minute version was the one I was never able to hear because it was like a Mac VPC thing. Right. So you never heard the second verse until just now? No. When they're mentioning like Insight, and I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that before. Huh. Yeah I, only, I only, yeah, I only wrote down the first verse of the Latin version, but that is the full... There's Full something line. about insight, and I'm like, that's new. You want to hear it again? Not just the end part. Just the end. Well, well, we'll see what I can do for you. The insights and the memories We're a source you know and trust Part of your life at work or play You can always turn to us We're your source Yes, yeah, so the second the second verse talks about like you can always turn to us, you know, um, it's a source you know and trust. Like, yeah, it's 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 reiterating it. It's, it's a little redundant, but they're stretching it for the second uh, half of it. The insights and the memories. Yeah, I like the memories. What's the memories portion of that? Like, like giving us member berries. Like you you remember the Harlem Globetrotters? They're back. <laughs> you remember? I remember. Um, I guess if uh. Yeah, mem memories. Memories. Like Insights a, and the memories. There's probably Insights like a, make sense. They're going to give us some analysis. Isn't there a looking back section like a hundred years ago today? There well, there be, must be. I mean, you basically read it to us word for word. 150 years ago today, old man so-and-so won this in a poker game. Yeah, I mean. And then he shot the, himself in the head. <laughs> Don't you remember? <laughs> Then his brother did too. His brother followed suit. His memories were all <laughs> over the wall. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, we're definitely into the second hour. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, they're as the paper of record. They are the receptacle of memories for an entire community. It's true. It's true. Um, no. Yeah. I, I mean, listen. That version is incredibly catchy. It's really well done. Beautifully produced uh, audio. The band is super talented. Like it's a great version. It's a great homage to the first. Like the first one mm -hmm. is what it is. I love it. But that is a excellent retelling of that one without recycling almost 
any of the lyrics. Like, We're Your Source is the only thing that is echoed from the first version to the second. And yet we all know what, it, what, it's, what it's of, right? They made it their own. They did. So, so I really like that one. What, what do we have next? Well, next we have the country version as country, performed by Valerie Dela Cruz. Oh, my heart. She, Valerie Dela Cruz is... A hundred percent your type. Yep. <laughs> and I did write down a little tidbit about Valerie. She has a website made um, probably in the same era as Alex Torres, but she had a song that won first place in the Great American Song Contest called "Hey, That's My Kiss." I can't wait to hear it. I f- I think you're gonna eat this up. It's so stupid. <laughs> There's like wait, wait a second. <laughs> no, it's like it's your. It's a hundred percent your thing. Like she, you're she, gonna eat this up. It's so stupid. Like she gives these little looks to the camera, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. that's my kiss." And there's like there's little kids playing it, but then she's also there in like really tight leather pants, and she's like she's so pretty in like a '90s way. She's adorable, and I cannot stop thinking about she's her. She's playing her guitar, but she's giving these like a little Shania Twain looks. If you can to only see like these weird cutesy eye rolls, Caitlin is giving us right now. I can't do it, but she's like. Hey, that's my kiss. <laughs> the eyebrows, they be flaring right now. Um, no, I mean, I'm going to watch this video now and I'm just going to fall in love all over again. But like, she is like Martina McBride and Leanne Rimes. Michelle and Phillips. She's very Michelle Phillips. Who is the, who is the beautiful girl uh, from the 90s? Beautiful girl. No, no, no. She sang Just Breathe. Just Breathe. That's Shania Twain. No, no it's not. Caught up in the touch, a slow and steady rush. Maybe that's the way that last. Yeah, that's not Shania Twain. It is Shania Twain. I don't think so. Faith I, Hill. That's who I'm thinking of. It is Faith Hill. Baby, I can feel the magic flowing. And like, remember the video? She was like, kind of naked in bed with like satin sheets, like covering all the important things. Being with you gets me that way. Just breathe. Caught up in the touch, slow and steady rush. It's called Breathe by Faith Hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm, angel. That was a, that was a slow dance standard. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you got like if you got on somebody's dance card for mm-hmm. Just Breathe, you were gonna maybe touch hips. Baby, isn't that the way that love's supposed, supposed to, to be? be? Oh man. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so Val, what's your name, Valerie? Dela Cruz. She's an angel, and if she still mm-hmm. lives in the area, I'd very much like to meet her for coffee. <laughs> I think she might. <laughs> you can have her sing, hey, that's my kiss. Here <laughs> to you. I'd love to hear the context of that. Like, Is that like she sees somebody else kissing somebody? Yes, and exactly. And she's like, hey, that's my kiss. Exactly. I was supposed to get that. Like, I, Really? That's the, okay. And it's like, that's hey, that's my kiss. That's the thing that I missed. Um, that belongs to me. I can't resist. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to keep going with that. But it's like, it's, it's cutesy and it's sort of, it's children doing it. The kids like are I, kissing. No wonder her career ended. Yeah, it's like I saw I saw you kissing a redhead, and I was like, "Hey, that's my kiss." And I don't know you yet, but you're the one I can't forget. And uh, hey, Aww. that's my kiss. Oh, that's really adorable. I love her even more. Yeah, um, you'll you're gonna eat this all up. Right. Well, speaking of things, I'm gonna eat up. Let's watch the video and listen to it. I mean, we're gonna watch it. You're gonna listen to it. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, the country version, 60 second version of the Times Union jingle. Here we go. A place to go and find the truth With passion, strength, and heart 
discover the best in all of us. It's a great place to start. We're your source. We're here to help you grow. We're your source. We're here to let you know. We're your source. We're your time's union. Insights and memories. We're a source in your She's got that pixie cut. She's got the perfect teeth. She's looking up in the sky, Uh in the sky, like, oh, we're here to help you know. Um, Lyric wise, that second verse is identical to the insights and the memories. Insights and the memories. Um, The, but the first verse is different than than Alex Torres's version, right? It is. I'm looking right at it. It is so late and I cannot a, tell you what the first verse place, is anymore. A place to go and find the truth with passion, strength, and heart. Discover the best in all of us. This thing just it's fell a, apart. No, it's a great place to start. So I like that. Like the time, the, mm-hmm. the newspaper is a great place to start. Like this is how you start your day. Yeah. Um, discover the best in all of us. Like that means like, hey, there's good in the world. Like this is good. Um passion strength and heart those are three qualities that you want in reporters who are bringing you the news um and then you know backing up a place to go and find the truth like they're telling the truth they're they're straight shooters like this first verse could have been written by a newspaper editor like that's how spot on it is it may have been we we don't Uh, know no valerie wrote that from her heart they're like valerie do what you feel play from the heart She's so adorable. And she says, oh, I got you. And she just she, wrote she goes, discover the best in all of us. Like, she's like, best. It's a great place to start. Yes, I like, I like, I love it when <laughs> she goes into this, like, weird little, like, Muppet voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the, it's very uh, 90s country pop. You well, you know what it is? Remember, remember Jewel? Like, Jewel would sing yes. very airy. Who like, can say eighth? Yeah. Who she, can serve your Yes. Soul. So she'd be like. And you're like, oh man, like she's jeweling. So that's what Valerie's doing here. She's These hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own. Oh, don't sing the follow up hit. (laughs) In the air. You know, I tried to like, I I found, like, I didn't try. I found at like a Goodwill or something, like the Jewel album. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like these songs are on here. Like, Who Will Save Your Soul and stuff is on here. And I don't know if I found some like early version of it or whatever, but like it was not the radio version that I no. knew. It was very bizarre. It wasn't dreams last for oh, so that long. Oh, that's so Even good. After you're gone. Oh my God, I, I want to kiss Jewel on the you cheek. Love me. Soon I know you'll see. You were meant for me, and I was meant for you. But like she like that's great. You sound good. Um, but like she was like 16 uh-huh. or something or or 15 famously living in her car <laughs> is that true she was living in a car she was living in her car in uh alaska that's part of the that jewel myth right. that sounds right 
But I remember seeing like some sort of like audition video where she was like playing for a record exec who was like, oh, yeah, we're going to sign your ass. She had that little janky fang, but she was so pretty. Yeah, oh, so pretty. And, and But like for like a 15-year-old to like sing this song, like think of 15-year-olds you knew growing up and like if you know any in your current life, like they're not mature enough to like sing about this stuff. And Jewel was like literally ahead of her time. Jewel. Don't allow my current location. <laughs> Look, I don't want people to know where I'm Googling Jewel. <laughs> she's 49. For real? Yeah, she's not even that old. So when she well, I was, was going to say that is old. <laughs> I mean, I'm 40, but. Yeah, she was born. She's only nine years older. I always and thought me and Jewel were the same age. I always kind of thought we might end up together, but you're saying no, huh? Wait, how old is Valerie uh, De La Cruz? Uh, probably in her 50s. I don't know how old she is because she doesn't have a Wikipedia. Okay, Pieces of You was 1990. That's, that's the album, right? Three. Okay, so I was 10. So, yeah, she no, would have been. that doesn't make sense. Well, I was 10 in 1993. Pieces of You is 1995. So oh. she was 21 when that was released. Oh, okay. I thought she was younger for some reason. Maybe I'm thinking of Leanne Rimes. Was she super young when she hit the scene? Leanne Rimes was super young. Leanne Rimes was like 14. Yeah. Uh, Fiona Apple was really young. Fiona Apple was my thing. Fiona Probably Apple not, singing. Not your what was thing. her big? No, no. I dug her her song. What was the big one? The first one. Help me out. Uh, it I was can, cri she had criminal. criminal. Oh. She was so stanky hot. <laughs> that I. I love Fiona Apple to this day. I have. Is there every... more Fiona Apple than Criminal? Oh, there is so much. I have every single Fiona Apple album. Still, I is she know... still popping out albums? Oh my god! I I don't think it is your thing. I don't think it's your thing. I dug but... Criminal. She uh, was. I told you she was stanky hot. I know every like vocally and visually word to every of one of the early Fiona Apple okay albums. I mean, listen, we all have like those bands that we still follow. That Fiona Apple is mine. I will forever and always. Have you ever seen her live? No, because famously she is not good live. Hmm. Uh, she does not have the world's greatest voice. Mm -hmm. She's an excellent songwriter, but uh, does not have the strongest voice. So how does she cut albums then? Does not like performing and is sort of has some mental issues. Oh, wow. That maybe uh, several strikes uh, in that sentence makes her not the most reliable live. All right, well, so 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 bring me back though. So Criminal comes out. That's her huge hit. Criminal comes out. I'm trying to find. Did the she have date. a follow up hit? Because everybody gets like one more. They're like, hey, listen, like you. You gave us criminal, like we'll we'll give you more airtime. Well, her debut album was title, and then she had when the pawn, which is the other one. There's but I'm criminal, talking singles. Um, smooth like honey was another one. That Paper bag. No, it doesn't ring a bell. That was on title. You probably it was. I don't think it was your thing then, and I don't know if it would be. Your but if thing it was now. on the radio, I would have heard it. Um. Or MTV or whatever. Paper bag got some airplay okay. in the nineties. But I need to be redeemed. She sounds like a good singer, no? Um, she has a very distinctive voice. She's an excellent piano player and an excellent songwriter. Okay. But her voice is she has a limited range. Okay. That's fair. I would say. She has a very distinctive voice, but I don't think it's the type of voice that really lends itself. Is she still to a little cutie or was she for a time? I thought she was very cute. Yeah, it depends. 
like currently at age like 55 or whatever um she's younger than jewel she was born in 77 she's 46 oh okay all right she's pretty young um she is very thin and has had a difficult journey um so what kind of drugs are we talking caitlin she's still very pretty i think but uh define difficult journey in 2015 this is 2015 so she's a she looks a little weathered she's a very thin woman who's had some troubles uh which maybe doesn't age the face in Mm. ways that are kind she looks a little frail gotta get her what i will say um get her to taco bell i'll fix it yeah fiona apple you just go to taco just just get a chalupa go supreme there's Um, nothing in there i drank all of it yeah, so so we're partaking in uh, some libations just to, you know, keep us entertaining. Caitlin tried to spill it all over my new carpet, but... Luckily for you, it's gone. Yeah. Luckily she chugged it in the first are minute you, of the Are show you not entertained? Two hours ago. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Valerie, Valerie Dela Cruz. I'm going to just look her up quickly, but I believe I could not find anything that told me her age. I don't care what her age is. She's amazing beautiful at any age de la cruz well anyway that's the country version it is also good um she was sent from heaven and we like it okay this is this is what she basically looks like in the hey that's my kiss video Oh, so you, there's a video for hey that's you, my kiss. Yeah, you got oh, that's yeah, how you I know there's kids. You got to see it. You it's Don you know, Catnip. Well, also, like aside from the fact that she's like just beautiful, like incredibly beautiful. Like like leave my family behind for this woman beautiful. You um, have a, you have such a type and it's like Well, it's wholesome. funny cuz Jamie my wife is also tall and blonde and skinny and like You, you have know. like whole it's wholesome 90s I want to say like mom blondes like people mom that look like blondes. they people that look like they could be like a real nice mom she'd make a real nice mom she's like she could slice up some apples put down some peanut butter she's gonna pick you up from school maybe some ritz crackers with some craft singles she takes off her earring before she answers the phone <laughs> don't want to tear that lobe doesn't want to tear that lobe she just looks like real nice uh like yeah, Michelle Michelle Phillips. Who's that? Oh, you from Wilson Phillips. Oh, okay, okay. You just say the Phillips from Wilson Phillips. That'll that'll fix it. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I I would like to check out her music. I want to see what she has. You know, I I really do like her voice, and uh, and I have this weird like, um, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but I like pop country that crosses over or co- country music that crosses into pop. So I won't go to the country station, you know, mm-hmm. or, or like country music Pandora. But if I hear like a southern rock inspired rock band. A man, I feel like a woman. Oh, yeah. That's that's good stuff. What was the other Shania Twain? It was so good. Any Man of Mine. Oh, I, that's I, so good. I don't know that song. Any Man of Mine. Better walk through life. I mean, any Shania Twain that ended up on Top 40 Radio, I was fine with. Show me a please and squeeze and tease and kind of time. Also, there was a there's a famous picture in the Albany area of Shania Twain at the then Pepsi Arena, mm-hmm. um, which is our big arena in, in town. She's wearing an Albany River Rats jersey. 
Now you, I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan, big River Rats fan you from my childhood. Printed it out nine, five, nine, eight and a half by eleven by eight and a oh, half no, no, by eleven. No, no, no. no. I, I mean, I like went to Staples and got a cardboard <laughs> cutout. Um, but like to see this like beautiful and talented country singer wearing a very small River Rats jersey, at least in my mind, it was small. Um, it was a special thing for me. So you know, I, I mean, I think she did that. Like she would go on tour, and then like if she was in Nashville, she'd be wearing you know, a Tennessee Titans jersey or whatever it might be. And like Albany, she's like, what am I going to wear? And they're like, oh, we got this Rats jersey. Like we found on the Lost and Found. Wear this. Shania knew what the people she were did. interested but so, in. So, but back to my point, like I really like country-inspired music that crosses over into mainstream mm-hmm. top 40 pop. Like, And so I am unapologetically a huge fan of the band Sister Hazel. And at the time, I was like, oh, I love Sister Hazel, you know, in the 90s. And after a while, I was like, wait a second. I think they're like, they might be a country band. And eventually they put out country albums and made it onto country music radio. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do like country because <laughs> they're, they they're from Gainesville, Florida, and they play very southern rock that's like almost country. So, like, uh, I don't know. What, what, what's with the eyes? What, what's not, going I'm, on? I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, not maybe it was Darius Rucker. Well, yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish, yeah. and and I love Hootie and the Blowfish too. I didn't realize that they're like almost country. Blessed Union of Souls. I love Blessed Union of Souls. That's what I was thinking. But they're from yeah. Cincinnati, and they're more God music. Like they're a little more Catholicy. Really? Blessed Union of Souls. That never occurred to me. They're, I mean, they As don't, in, they don't, they never say Jesus. I don't think in any of their songs. Really? I don't think so. As a non-religious child uh i never got any reference to god but that's probably because i didn't grow up with it i mean blessed you know their their huge hit was i believe you remember that i believe that love is the answer remember that yeah huge hit? but i didn't think it was jesus it wasn't but it was all about like love and i thought it was about me like you are the love and you are the answer yeah very self-centered there boys are gonna love me and because i'm the answer they just don't know yet <laughs> Okay. I really dig Blessed Union, and uh, I have all their albums. Their first... She Likes Me For Me. Oh, that song sucks. <laughs> um, that was their huge hit. Like, mm-hmm. So I believe was like their breakout hit. And then they had like some like B-list hits after that. And then they had a second album that like didn't do well, but I love. And then the third album is that one that has Hey Leonardo, She Likes Me For Me. And like... The album's good, but like I detest that song, and that was their major, huge, freaking Fly ninety two, you know, infused hit, and I, I, I hate it. That <laughs> I was really my do. second concert. Where did you see him at Skidmore? Did we talk about this? Yeah, we were both there. Yeah, well, I was at the Skidmore concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was at the Skidmore concert, and I have a guitar pick somewhere from. Can 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 I have it? I have no idea where it is, <laughs> but I got one. So at the time, I was in um, I was online because you know it was cool to be online, mm-hmm. and I would make these guitar tab websites that would basically transcribe how to play these songs on guitar, and I would do it for Counting Crows, okay. and I would do it for Blessed Union of Souls, and I was so I won't say I was so good at it but I was so like religious in that like I made sure I got every song on my website Mm -hmm. you know I would say hey you play like A to E to F sharp minor like you know I would do that for every one of the songs I would put the lyrics and then the chord that's all I would do Um, but like somehow somebody in the band Blessed Union of Souls 
like heard about it. His name was C.P. Roth, and he was the guy who wrote all the cool string arrangements and played the keyboards, you know, on all the albums. And I was just like, oh my god, like me and C.P. are like emailing each other at a time when like it was like amazing to have somebody's email address. And he did not know that you were a child. Uh... I don't know. I, we didn't talk about that. But he was like, hey, like I really like your your Blessed Union of Souls website, and there's only like 200 websites out there, and and you got one of them, mm-hmm. so uh, it's pretty cool that you did that for us. Um, and I don't think he's involved in the band anymore, but like, I remember like, wow, CP Roth knows me. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I like Blessed Union. And every once in a while they put out a new single or they put out some sort of like uh, demo track that didn't make the album. And I, I totally buy it. I still do. I haven't thought about them in years. I follow them on, on Facebook. I really do. Their website is exactly what you described. Like, is it still like too that? narrow and like has like a Winamp style mm-hmm. play our music <laughs> widget or whatever. Oy. So we just hit the two hour mark, Caitlin. Wow. We've never like we've gone slightly over an hour on an episode. Wow. But I mean, this is our, our season finale extravaganza. We haven't gone together in a while, too. So we have a lot of like. Yeah, we owed our fans a double episode. Pent up chat. Do you think we should maybe break this into two episodes? How would we do that though? What would it'd just we be like, like it would just be like season finale part one and season finale part two. If you want to like get some extra juice out of it, because nobody's gonna listen to a two-hour episode, right? It's a lot. Maybe Tom I... Cracker until he realizes that like you have been like throwing shade on him this entire episode, I... being like he didn't invent, he didn't come up with that slogan. It was like Gary Blass or whatever his name was. <laughs> There's two versions of the events, and I was not there for either of them. But you were there at Koto. I heard Tom Cracker's version, and I read the version from the Times Union as written by H. Rose Schneider. H. What do you think that H stands for? I know what it stands for, but I don't remember. <laughs> you don't know. I think you it, once um, knew. We, we don't want to out her. She would have used... She would have used the whole H if she wanted to. I don't know. Don't don't mouth it to me. I don't want to. Somebody might hear it. Are oh, you gonna write it down? This is for my eyes only, folks. Very sensitive information. Yeah, I mean that that feels right. That was my grandma's name. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why she chose not to lead with it. She was like, she's like, this is an old timey name. I better just throw the H on there. Yeah, it's not Hermione. I always thought that like, it's like if, if you watch a movie and like the bad guy has like his first two initials are in his name, like I'm W H Bennington. Be like, oh no, like he's like a railroad tycoon. Like to like use initials as your name, I think is really baller. I really like it. Like, uh. I just said Hermione, but who is the now kind of horrible woman who wrote Harry Potter? Oh, J.K. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Or, what, do you um, think that stand, what do you think J.K. stands for? Somebody must know. It's like Jennifer Karen or something. Oh, it's really boring. Feels kind of lazy. Um, yeah. Like H.L. Mencken or H.H. Um, Puffinstuff or whatever. H.R. <laughs> Puffinstuff. I H- was totally thinking that. I was like, I'm not going to mention that. No, like, Puff. Because that was like well before our time. H.R. Puffinstuff. Uh J. J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> from Espidorman. 
what would be good is if somebody used the like the first initial then the middle name they spelled out and then the last name they went back to an initial so like it's like it's k you know i don't know k rodham k and you're like what <laughs> defrackness f yes. is it gonna be you <laughs> Frackness? My middle name is not Frackness. Isn't it? It's it's Franix. Oh, Franix. So and I we might have touched on this. That was show. Frackness. So my middle in, my middle name should be Francis, named after Saint Francis of Assisi. Assisi. Caitlin loves. But uh but there is a typo on my birth certificate, which has my name as Fran X. The was... I and the C have been mixed up. It's official, it's on my driver's license, it's on every legal document I've ever owned. My middle name is Franix. That's pretty great. It's also on my IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a little trivia section on there. Don Frannix. So, you know, this is public information, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <sighs> Caitlin, what comes next for us? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we even get there, you wanted to talk about how, like, we went down a path with the Times Union and then your dreams are crushed. This would be a good time to talk about that. Okay. So you stop me as soon as I misrepresent what happened but I mean, you were like giddy with like delusions of grandeur at this particular I had lunch. Delusions we went. of grandeur, and I was. There was a portfolio brought. I brought a leather folio that I literally bring to um, interviews. That which my, I begged like, you not to bring. I'm. Dad's like, I think this is like jumping the gun. I'm like, I don't care. And I got to this lunch like. <laughs> Maybe 35 seconds late, and Caitlin was already, like, in full presentation mode. I was, like, horrified. Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm going to wear my, like, new banger of an outfit. I'm going to wear my wide, like, white jeans with, like, this bodysuit underneath it that's, like, super cool. Wait, what was the bo- – you wore a bodysuit underneath jeans? This I don't remember. Are you I'm a superhero like, now? I'm going to look, like, cool and creative for Tom Cracker. And I'm, like, I'm going to get there early which i never do because i'm constantly late i know you're and late like, for this i'm like don doesn't want me to bring my portfolio but i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna go really early and i'm gonna undercutters pizza um a tom cracker to use a tom green reference and uh before don gets here i'm gonna bring out my lyrics and be like wait 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 before you even get started i've written four jingles for you and i would like to show them to you on uh, spec I was, I was horrified i hope not you that, that not that i thought you did a bad job but i just thought it was a little too soon to like pitch alternate or updated versions of the tu jingle that's all i thought it was that, that was my problem with it was that like we weren't yet there i was trying to be like real cute and i'm like, oh so nice to meet you i feel like we were there for a couple minutes so we i didn't like bring them out right away yeah sure but <laughs> I was like, hey, Tom, Don doesn't know if I should show these to you. Okay, so, at like, you led with that. Yes, I did say that, like, you weren't entirely so sure. So, Tom knows, like, I'm like his ally. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really set it up to be like, I'm kind of going against the boss here, but <laughs> I brought you the, I kind of went ahead and wrote something and shh, don't tell daddy. But I brought <laughs> these sheets and I think you're going to eat them right up. And I, I had like printouts. I used the yeah, copier you, at work, and yeah, I. Yeah, what do you got here? Let's. I still have a couple, but I wrote. 
I wrote three different 30 second updates and I did it like I would at work where I did like Times Union Jingle 30 second updates, original format number one through three. Uh, and I'm saying this is cringeworthy, not because your lyrics were cringeworthy, but because you led with them. Like <laughs> I fully understand this okay. because I wanted it so much because <laughs> this is my literal dream. And I'm like, I I know who I am and I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm being and I can't stop myself. This would be like if you met Valerie De La Cruz and you're like, I have a demo that I want you to hear and I actually brought a boom box so I can play it for you. And you're just like dropping your finger on the play button as I walk into the restaurant. Like, don't press that. I'm like, oh, here's my demo. Oh, thanks. I'll listen to this. I actually brought a boom box right now for us to hear it. Can I play it now? She's like, I don't know if there's anywhere to plug it. I'm like, oh, it's got batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got like six double uh, D batteries in here. So I right, and then I just I, I stare at her and I smile while I play it. Well, I did that to Tom, and I, I'm not, I, I was a big tryhard, but I'm not delusional. Okay. So I was like, I was watching his reaction. I don't know if he was like doing the smile. He's very he's polite. Like, very, oh, very polite. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't necessarily get that. I got a feeling like he was surprised and charmed that I had been so enthusiastic. I say kindly to myself. I think that he yeah was was charmed and happy that I had gone through the effort maybe to do this okay but so I what do you want to share with us today what do you what do you what are you feeling like <clears throat> um so i wrote using that same sort of cadence the original one the original cadence that was sort of we didn't start the fire ask i wrote three different versions that are updating the lyrics i wrote two that played it safe and i wrote one called wild card quote ripped from the headlines <laughs> and this was in july or what this was very recently this would have been like july or early august or something this was in july or early august and then i wrote another one that um God, there's four versions yeah version two deviates from the original cadence and i imagine that you would write something kind of like bouncy and early billy joelish okay this was going to be your department. You were the music man for this one. Okay. And you were going to make me a fun tune for this one. Okay. So what do you want to lead with here? How did you lead it with Tom? Okay. So I wanted to start him out easy. Right. So the first one is, it's a real tongue twister, but I'm, I'm warmed up. We're your legislative source, your bar and restaurant rating source, your 40 under 40 source, your local high school sports score source, <laughs> your property transaction source, your Saratoga action source, community connection source. We're the one to read, of course. Uh, all right, all right, I like it. <clears throat> uh, format number two. This one's a little bit difficult. <clears throat> Unlike the first one, which you totally didn't trip up. We're your government malfeasance source, your road construction grievance source, your local true crime info source, your home and garden inspo source. We're your best of reference source, your weekend travel preference source, your world event dissection source. We're the one to read, of course. <laughs> I like, did you use the word inspo? 
Like inspiration? You said inspo, right? Yeah. Is that a, is that a common way to say inspiration, or did you come up with that no, yourself? No, it's common. The kids do it. The kids do it, oh, really? The kids do it. Get a lot of inspo with those influencers. It was um, it was Saratoga Fashion Inspo Source, but we went out to coffee afterwards and we brainstormed it. And you thought Home. And oh wait, Garden. so is this the updated version? You thought Home and Garden was better, and I agreed. So th- these are like some of the notes we trap. We okay, so about. so what you're presenting to our fan base involves a little bit of feedback. A little bit of feedback. Okay. We did have a. I know we like sat down and talked about this. We after. had a post mortem afterwards. And Probably should have started with it, but I mean, not some to of say them. That it I was very it. excited. I actually like looked at the times you need a lot, and I thought about what they did and what they were best at, and I put a lot of thought to this. You were like, "That's um, weird." There's no like, you know, musician underwear section here. Where your hanky panky source, <laughs> your hanky panky panky source, <laughs> just all pankies. Uh, so the next one is wild card rip from the headlines. Uh, and if you live around here, you will recognize some of these headlines. We're your missing camper source. Your wrong way on the ramp crash source. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yes, mine too. Your crazy sex cult leader source. Your Ooh. politician cheater source. Ooh. We're your axe murder trial source. Your meth head acting wild source. <laughs> your Hudson River court. Your Hudson River Corpse Discovery Source yeah, were the one to read, of course. Too many too many syllables in that last one. You had to tighten that I, up. It took the wind out of my sails because it's pretty hard to say. But um, that's, a, that's a, like the wild card one is really tongue in cheek perfect. Like I, axe murderer, wrong way on the ramper source or whatever you said. I am, I am good. People pay me to write stuff. But I just, they don't pay me to write jingles The yet. things that you want, yes. Yes. Okay, so the next version is the one where I imagined you would do some sort of bouncy. Have you shared this one with me or no? I don't remember this one. No, you've seen it. You want to follow along? I have a copy for you. Sure, okay. It's on the back. Um, version, version two at the version top? Version two. Okay. For some reason, I had some sort of only the good die young kind of esque tune in, in my the head capital region there's so much to know exactly music and culture hey what time's the show i'm just like reading this for yeah. the first time we're keeping oh we're keeping track of what those folks on state street do and this is sort of like watch it nippers got his eyes on you <laughs> okay that's good so if you need sports scores or best stubs or odds on a horse you got to check the times union where your source where your right. source um, birth, deaths, and real estate re-recording for you. We know you check the weddings. Wait, she married who? Since 1856, we've been right there, bringing you New, you New York, the world, and your town square. We're Aww. at the track, at SPAC, and at scene, of course. We're the Times Union, and we're your source. This one's the best one. Did you, you present? Did you present this to Tom? Uh, thank you. Um, it was... Again, I'm not delusional, so I did read his reaction and read the room, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we fully got there by the time you had arrived. I think he flipped it over, and he was like, "Huh, I kind of." I remember him saying, "I kind of like wait, she married who?" Uh, yeah, but no, we that's didn't, awesome. You had gotten there, and uh, oh, I, I stole your thunder. The thunder was had come and gone, and we, we need had to, to get work to on that version. Like that's the one we should be jumping off of, and we can take maybe the best of the front of the page and just be like oh that's a good line that's a good line but like this is the meat See, we need the you one. can steal some potatoes from the front but mm-hmm. the back of the page has the meat that's the one i thought you'd be excited about i am excited about it i think you could like i heard you singing that in my head and i'm like i bet you could do something really 
good musically with that. That I mean, it's going to be only the good die young is what's going to happen. Because that's what I somehow heard when I. It's going to be a lot of finger snaps. Something with that bounce, that sort of bounce, and that maybe like little syncopation and the flavor. And I'm not sure how you would do it, but I I think that you could. Watch really it. Nipper's got his eyes on you. That's, that's so that. good. Oh, man. This this one's... I don't remember you showing me this one. Did you or no? I think you saw it, but... Uh, I was, like, blinded by, like, anger. <laughs> I'm like, why would you pitch any of this? I specifically told you not to. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Gilly. <laughs> Gilly. I accidentally shot it to Tom Caitlin of Is that you? Oops. <laughs> I had hit my jingles. <laughs> yeah we're gonna work on that one if only for our own enjoyment um that that's that's the version right there that i i think that is that's actually the first one that i wrote and i wrote it in about 15 minutes and then i was like i should show him something that's normal <laughs> do a couple normal ones because that this is a harder sell if i don't know what the tune is and but, i don't but the best part is like the thought that nipper who is a statue of a dog he's got his eyes on he's you. watching you like he's mm-hmm. like watch it like he's gonna get you like oh shit like, so. i mean he's a symbol he's a symbol of the area and he's cute and he's he's watching those folks on state street it's local he's not really facing state street but yeah you know I got he's, he's facing he, the warehouse district he is he's kind of yeah. looking up the hill a little he's bit. got his eyes on something He's looking, he's looking. Might as well be you. Mm. I love it. So that's great. Thank you for sharing that with us, Caitlin. Uh, if you're a producer of a, uh, you know, a marketing company who wants to write jingles, now you know Caitlin has the talents. She has the skills. I uh, am incredibly talented at lyrics. I am not talented at music which is why i have an incredibly talented musical writing partner named on see so I, w- I would like you to come if, together no well, wait a second now because i know you're in like flute club is that is that what you call it flute club absolutely i am a i'm a like very talented classical musician what i have never been good at is like if somebody was like hey caitlin let's jam oh, nobody, I would nobody's like, good at that i would like not be able to do that i've never composed anything original i've arranged but in terms of like coming up with tunes has never been my forte i'm not like a singer songwriter (laughs) type of person pardon me but i can i can read music like nobody's business and play it but i mean i picture like you coming up with like a cool beat and then putting some flute to it with a rap over it. Like a 90s rap sort of flute sample? Like Big Pimpin'? Why not? Okay, Caitlin, this is by far our longest podcast episode ever by double, literally double. Wait, wait, wait. So, so let's wrap up the story real quick. So we proposed to Tom Cracker right, that, okay. uh, yeah, the point of this meeting was that you got in touch with him and you said, hey, Tom. We well, he would- reached out to me. And said we would like to do this jingle and you reached out to tom and you said hey tom we would love to talk to you about doing a new updated version of the jingle and he said great let's talk oh i don't remember how that went actually yeah like you you got us this meeting i don't know tom cracker you did the you did the outreach it was so long ago 
I mean, this is months and months. But, but yeah, bottom line is we wanted to like just meet and talk. And you know, he wanted to meet us because Tom's a musician as well. Uh-huh. And, you know, we were talking about like, hey, you know, if we could re-record this jingle with maybe some slightly updated lyrics, you know, you might want to be involved. You know, so he was saying he might want to play on it. I know he's involved in a couple of bands. I think his, maybe his brother is as well. Like, you know, he comes from a family of musicians, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, we got together and, and we talked about it. And and when we left that meeting, we thought, like, yeah, maybe there's a chance that we're going to get an opportunity to to revamp and, and redo this jingle for modern times, a modern audience. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna bring it back to the team. He, uh, I gave him a couple copies of the lyrics, mm. and and then we uh, we didn't hear anything for months and months and months until finally uh, it came back that they just decided to re-release the old jingle. Which is actually a, to me that's a win because we brought this jingle, the original jingle, mm-hmm. out of retirement. So. As of October, early October of this year, 2023, uh, according to Tom, they brought the jingle out of retirement, the original. They're playing it on WTRY, which is a radio station locally, and they were playing it in-house at Stewart's Shops. Stewart's is a, a convenience store chain, a big one in this area. Yeah, when you're at the gas station and they, like, pipe in Stewart's radio. Yeah, so they, they wanted to go down memory lane and, you know, mm-hmm. re- remember the nostalgia uh, associated with this jingle. So to me, this is a win because we, we, we yanked this from history and we brought it back into the limelight by doing a podcast about this and talking about how we wanted to find it and encouraging Rose to, to help us, you know, track it down. She brought it out. You know, they, they did a whole uh, article about it, a feature. And then I know that the Times Union also did some social media that involved it. So, you know, we brought it back into the zeitgeist, the public zeitgeist. As it was it a path of least resistance for them. I mean, if you're the Times Union and you have limited resources. Well, they could, they could have done nothing. Yeah, you already have this jingle. And hey, why don't we just run it? Listen, loose. would it have been fun to sit down with you and actually like hash this out and do it for real? Mm-hmm. Absolutely it would have been. But it dream. would have taken a lot of work, and who knows who would have appreciated it. Anybody who hears the original version is going to appreciate it whether they remember it from how many years ago now 30 92 02 12 22 31 oh dear so 31 years ago they're going to remember it if Mm -hmm. they heard it um and if they didn't they're going to say hey that's a catchy jingle because it stands by itself like it's a it's a good song it's fun it sounds good and it's got it's a super super catchy hook those stand the test of time. This jingle stands the test of time. This is among my favorite jingles we've ever gotten to profile. And it's not just because I remember it from the day. Like, it's good. All three versions are very good. So so this is a, this is a great one. I'm so excited that we got to finish uh, this season with it. Yeah, it's, it's unique. There's a, there aren't any other jingles for newspapers out there, really. I don't know that we know of. Do you know a jingle for a newspaper? Why don't you send it to us? Welcome to the jingle pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash welcome to the jingle pod. Those are really the only two places. No, you can email us at welcome to the jingle pod at gmail, right? I get a lot of calls at work about this podcast. So Tom contacted me at work. So, you know, he, he hits me up mm-hmm. there. 
we had somebody from Music Mobile. Do you remember her name? I do not, but uh, the Hang music, on. Miss Music Mobile. The, so the woman who created the Music Mobile, which is a, is it a 501c3 in Albany? It's, it's like Yeah, a children's musical education outreach project for a underprivileged. And that's been around for like, I want to say 40 years or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, she reached out to me at work, you know, left a voicemail and, and wanted to chat about it. How do people get your work number? I think they Google my name oh. and then they, uh, I'm very prevalent online, you know, because I'm also a business owner and then they go, oh, I'm going to call them. Uh, her name is Ruth. Um, and Ruth was very, very nice. And she, you know, she asked us to consider profiling mm -hmm. the music mobile jingle. It seems like more of a theme song, you know, as we kind of evaluated it, um, as opposed to like a jingle is, you know, meant to advertise something. This is more of like a, a theme that it played from the music mobile itself, mm -hmm. but uh, iconic nonetheless, you know, very, very well known in, in the, uh, especially in the inner city portion of Albany. Um, but yeah, it's just an example of people reaching out to us and you know when they hear about the show, but remember, you don't have to hit me up at work folks. You can get us at welcome to the jingle pod at gmail.com. It's a great place to submit your favorite jingles that you want to hear. Uh, ideally, they're actually jingles as opposed to television theme songs or, you know, commercials. <laughs> um, a jingle uh, ideally has a, has a verse and a chorus. It's long enough for us to talk about. Yeah, look at that. I mean, th this jingle gave us almost two and a half hours worth of oh content. Oh, my God. Granted, we had like several months to catch you up on, you know, to get here, but, uh, and, and plenty of uh, research. Thank you, Caitlin, but plenty of history mm -hmm. for the Times Union, you know, over 150 years, 100 and almost 170 years of, uh, of content that we got to talk about. But point being is that, you know, we can't do a, an episode about, you know, what, what's the CVS jingle like? CVS, like, Sorry, that's just you saying CVS. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm loving it. Not nope. not good enough. Um, Gaslight Village, Fodio Doe. <laughs> Fodio Doe. <Please> stop. <laughs> um, and we're we're kind of lazy, so please send us the uh, file or a link where you where we can hear the jingle. Because if you can't find it, we can't. No, that, that, that's exactly it. Like I've I've had so many people say you got to look up blankety blank, and you're like, well, did you? Because <laughs> if it's not there, we can't we can't hear it either. Um, but you know, we don't need to stick around in the capital region. That's that's obviously our biggest mm -hmm. uh, you know following. But there's so much that's great out there. I mean, think back to Caitlin. You know, the ones that we've done uh, from outside of the area with Marine Land, and of course, our first episode was Rotolo's Pizza. Crystal Beach, there's so Crystal Beach. many. And, you know, I mean, between you and me, Caitlin, and, and, you know, the several people listening, like, we get the best listenership out of the local to the Albany area jingles. But I get the most enjoyment, since we've already hit on the major ones in this area, I get the most enjoyment out of hearing ones that I've never heard before. So if you know of any, if you have, like, a, of a you have an aunt who lives in Ohio or you know, a cousin who's from Daytona Beach, Florida, like whatever it may be, you probably have heard a jingle down there that stuck with you. Google it, send it to us. We'll do the rest. We promise. You don't have to do anything beyond that. Yeah. Local jokes get local work, as they say. And uh, we want more local listeners in various local locales. It's true. From your aunt in Daytona, Ohio. 
<laughs> way to combine those two communities. Uh, Palm Beach, Montana. Yes, accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Caitlin, do you think we should renew for season three? Uh, yeah. What do we do for season three? Should we consider a new theme, or do we got to just keep doing the same structure? Um, I think eventually we're going to... I mean, if at some point you're just going to be like, we've got to do the juicy fruit commercial, you know, because if the people don't come through, uh, there's a couple that I have in mind for products, national products that I would love to talk about. Mm -hmm. But like I have research from a New Hampshire jingle. I have research from a Utica jingle on deck that I could do. Yeah. I mean, that's Um, a night, you know, you know, we we don't want to blow up itunes with a three-hour podcast but like save them for season three mm-hmm. so we're not going to tell you what we're going to do for season three because we're not even sure but for now just assume the format remains the same it's going to be me and caitlin we're going to be talking about a jingle that has either local or regional appeal we're going to stay away from the uh national advertisers but for the love of god verse and chorus we need it it's got to be a full song so we can talk about it and ideally an advertiser that, you know, has uh, maybe some scandal behind it. If somebody uh, loses a head or gets stabbed, that's a please. That's a win because we love to vamp on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we promise to keep you updated on things. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. Please follow us on Facebook. I don't think I've ever asked for this, but, like, jump on iTunes and actually rate us. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, maybe a comment to go with it. Maybe somebody will find us, and then they'll submit some interesting jingles and... They'll enjoy this, too. Do it. Uh, and if you want us to write us a jingle, send us an email. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, we'd love to write you a jingle. I want to write a jingle. Yeah. I mean, we don't even need to talk to you. Just say, like, this is my business. Jingle, please. <laughs> like, you could you could send it to us via email. Just jingle, please, in the subject line, and we'll know what you meant. Jingle, uh, please, my business. Sell pizza. <laughs> And I got a couple. I got at least thirty seconds about your pizza. Yeah, oh. tell us the name of your business, but uh, uh can, yeah. that's optional. That part's optional. I'll leave a blank where the business name goes. All or right. I'll, you want me to name your business? I'll do that too. <laughs> I mean, that's just how you know how customizable we are for you. But, mm-hmm. Kim, this was a blast. It was so nice to be back with you and and get to uh you know yeah. spend a couple of hours having a, a marathon conversation about in this brand new whale. space in our new space with our favorite jingle breathe in do you smell do you smell any like buddha's delight or <laughs> sesame tofu or anything or of massage uh, oil and uh, the tears of trapped <laughs> perhaps women brought here under false circumstances no i don't i smell oh, nothing no. but uh HVAC and uh, fresh paint. It's a winning combo. That's mm-hmm. what we love. Well, for now, until next season, which if we're going, you know, multiple months between episodes in this season, you can only imagine how long we're going to make you wait for season three. But for now, I'm Don Ferlazzo. And I'm Caitlin K. And this has been Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jingle. Jingle. See you next season. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.